you going to be on drafted? I don't think people realize just how many people are coming on over these three days. It's nice to know that our general manager actually has a plan. I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs> Jets have four picks in the top 40. This just might be the most important draft in New York Jets history. I can't believe this is our third year doing this. I know. It's like the guest list that we have is anybody and everybody. This is going to be the biggest one of them all. So it gets bigger every single year. It's awesome. I love it. I can't wait for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Welcome to the cockpit. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot. Boys and girls, we are it. We are finally on draft week. It has taken us what feels like multiple years. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, but since the end of the football season, I have aged immensely. I think I'm starting to get gray hairs now. Um, ugh. It's a long time coming. Tonight's show is going to be about final predictions for the Jets draft this year, we can talk about Debo Samuel. We could talk about the different draft picks, the little rumors that are going on around the, the NFL and surrounding our New York Jets. Whew. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> this is exciting. Boys and girls, on your way in, please hit that like button. Goes a long way to helping the champ. Cracking a cold one. We got a bunch of people in the chat. Loving that already. Uh, so let me give you a little rundown on my past week. I haven't been making a whole lot of, uh, videos. We actually had our baby shower this past, uh, past weekend. Lots of good friends, lots of good family. Had a really good time. Thank you to everyone. I have these little tiny, uh, babies from Becca's sisters. Let's see if you guys can see that. Like little terrifying little plastic babies, like hidden all over my house now. I'm finding my picture frames. Right as I sat down, I found one in front of my little T-Rex uh, on my my desk here. So <laughs> when you see the behind-the-scenes look, you'll, you'll get a look at that. Um, but yeah, you know, life's good. Not too bad. I've gotten really far on the bathroom. All I have to do is sand the spackle, paint, and then uh, do the fixtures, which I have all of them there. We built the vanity. My brother and I did that this past weekend. Um... Yeah, it feels like this bathroom is taking forever because I started in January. <laughs> I've just been running back and forth. So, so not a lot of fun. All right, but enough about my life and things going on. I want to talk about the Jets draft and things I see happening. And for those of you guys that, that want to vote on it, the will the Jets trade for Debo uh, is the poll question in the chat right now. Right now, uh, no is leading the way, 54% to 46%, so a very close poll. It's, I'm fascinated to see where this goes because I don't know what I want the Jets to do. <laughs> I really want the I really want a premier player for Zach, and I do think getting someone that's hitting their stride and hitting their prime right now is incredibly valuable. And if there's a way to do it, I think they should. Um, then it's a matter of what you trade. I sort of think the two seconds and the third that we offered for Tyree Kill was what the Jets are willing to move because they have two players in mind with the top 10. Now, if they're thinking about taking a wide receiver at number 10, if that's their thought, I would much rather give up number 10 
and keep both second round picks because I do think this team kind of needs a little bit more um, more bodies on the field as opposed to just the number 10 pick and maybe giving away two seconds and a third hurts us more than the single edition of Debo helps us. Um, but does this trade happen before the draft? Does it happen on draft day? Does it happen when we get to maybe it's pick 10? I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating to see because I do think something is going to have to happen on draft day, whether it be with us or with another team. And it's significantly going to impact our draft because if the Chiefs wind up giving up two firsts for Debo Samuel, they're now the 49ers own those picks. And you'd have to think one of those picks could definitely be a wide receiver. I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. We're going to do this the same way we always do it, boys and girls. We are going to start call-ins at 8.15. I want to get all your thoughts. You get three minutes to plead your case. And after three minutes, you know what happens. That's it! You're out of here! The chicken comes flying across the screen. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. going to be a lot of fun uh, to talk all this with you guys. Uh, Edward Zip drops in. He says, I am, or I'm a painter. Prime the spackle before you put any eggshell or satin paint on the walls. Trust me. Uh, we definitely are planning to do the spackle. For, or, uh, sorry. We are definitely planning to prime, for sure. I got to do the ceiling. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do the ceilings. I'm going to prime the walls. And then, so, cool trick. I'm sure Edward knows it. You paint the ceiling, and you paint a little bit below the ceiling. Maybe like an inch and a half, two inches, to get a nice, crisp, uh, same color. And then when you add your new color on the walls it'll be tougher to tell where the ceiling uh, meets because sometimes you wind up, if you're like, oh, I'm going to tape everything really well. If you had like a, a yellow bathroom and you're going with a white bathroom or a you know gray bathroom, then you might have that little line of yellow and it'll drive you mad. You don't want to do that. Um, so thank you, Edward, for sure. Uh, we will be picking out a, a good paint for that. Um, all right, so my thoughts on where the Jets go with this draft. We're hearing some rumors that Jermaine Johnson is going to go a lot higher uh, than people are thinking. I have projected him to the Jets at number 10 in my mock. Uh, or I shouldn't say projected. That's what I would do with my mock. It's not necessarily what I think the Jets will do. Uh, but I have seen some rumors about Jermaine Johnson going pretty high. And both Connor Hughes and, what was the other name, uh, Dane Brugler, both little blue check marks on the Twitter sphere, uh, said, for what it's worth, several around the NFL who I trust, in, uh, in brackets there, believe Jermaine Johnson has a better chance to go four to the Jets than Kayvon Thibodeau. Now, that would seem to jive with the, the rumor that I had heard from, from someone who appears to be inside the building at One Jets Drive, uh, that Ojibo and Kayvon Thibodeau were scratched off the Jets board. But it's, it's misinformation season. There's so much stuff that could be going on. And the Jets might just be trying to get Thibodeau to fall to them. It's so hard to believe anything you see or anything you hear. <laughs> Everything's a sleight of hand. It's probably more likely that it is a sleight of hand trying to get him to fall than anything else at this particular point. Though I will say the, the narrative that's being pushed at the top end of the ref, so number one, the Jags right now, I did see some rumors of a Quanu going there, but I believe the betting favorite as of today is Trayvon Walker, like a 66% chance compared to the next closest person, um, I believe was Hutch at like 
30% maybe, or maybe 26%. It was, it was pretty pretty low comparatively. Um, going to be interesting to see. Uh, Candle Jack says, no one questions if Debo wants to come here. Why? I think no one questions it because of his relationship with LaFleur, being able to run behind Lakin Tomlinson, who was an all-pro uh, guard for him last year in San Francisco. There just seems to be a lot of familiarity. The Jets clearly have the assets to make the move. We have the cap space to facilitate the move and facilitate that contract. Uh, so I would say of all the players, and, and I would throw A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, and D.K. Metcalf kind of in that realm of... I do think they would sign a contract with the New York Jets because of that familiarity. And I do think DK and AJ Brown fall more on the like, hey, we're comfortable with Elijah Moore, would love to play with that guy again. Uh, but Debo's really the big one. That's the, that's the fascinating part because he provides such an explosive uh, offensive weapon for the New York Jets and he knows the system already. So you can literally hit the ground running. I, I would be very surprised if he didn't sign a contract with the Jets if the Jets were to try and trade for him. I do think there's probably other teams that are higher up on his list, but I don't think the Jets would be a deal breaker for him. Uh, is that just my feelings? That is certainly true. Uh, I don't know this to, to be a fact one way or the other on how he feels with um, with the Jets coaching staff. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would like to like to believe he would want to be here. Maybe it's just my, my fanhood screaming right there. Um, all right. So let's talk a little uh, draft and where things could go. If we say Trayvon Walker is the number one pick, a lot of people are going to be excited about that because I, I've seen an extreme amount of divisiveness among Jet fans. Uh, they do not want Walker from, from what I've kind of gathered, or at least the, the vocal portion of them don't want Walker. And I think it's because there's a lot of projection. And I think it scares a lot of people because they see that Vernon Golston type of uh, potential of like, wow, this guy's a physical freak. He blew up the combine. The production's not quite there. Is that what we're getting? So having him go before us, definitely a, a good thing. I know a lot of Jet fans want KT. It's been like the one player that everyone is knocking down the door on my, my DMs for. And I can understand why players or why people want him. One thing that I have heard rumors of is that coaches love Thibodeau. GMs don't. <laughs> GMs have to worry about paying guys. They have to worry about the long-term security of their teams. And coaches always see the mold of, like, clay. And they want these uh, players, the top players. They want those guys. They don't care what it winds up being as far as... Uh, they just want the best guys. They think they can coach all this, you know, bad karma or bad, it's not karma is the right word, but bad uh, feelings out of these guys. It's going to be fascinating. B2B says a Hall of Fame bust. I don't know if he's talking about, looks like he's talking about Walker. Man. Oh, man. Going to be crazy. But let's say... I would say if Walker goes one, I think there's a good shot Hutch goes two. Then do the Texans go Thibodeau? Do they go Sauce? Do they go an offensive lineman? And then what happens with the Jets? Is Jermaine Johnson actually in play? I would bet if Thibodeau is there at four and the Jets really don't want to take him, like let's say it goes uh, Walker, Hutch, 
sauce. I could see the Jets wanting to trade out. Try to move back for a, for a quarterback, uh, not for a quarterback, for a team to come up for a quarterback. But I've heard rumors that there's no, there's not as much interest in coming up as there is as coming down. So that doesn't bode well for the New York Jets because that means maybe teams like the Texans or teams like the, the Giants may want to lower their price for a trade down, which impacts what the Jets could get if they were to, to try and trade down as well. So some interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Edward says, I would rather draft two young $4 million players than Debo for $25 million. Also, Debo doesn't want to play running back. So I've, I've heard that he doesn't want to play running back, and, and that was a huge concern to me. I've had other people tell me that was false. He has, he's come out and said he hasn't uh, said that. But I had an interesting uh, comment. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it real quick for you guys. But it was uh, a very interesting stat line in relation to Debo Samuel. Um, let's see if this is it. Okay, so a projected 17-game impact based on the first eight games from Debo Samuel last year, so when he was primarily a wide receiver. If you projected that over the course of a full 17-game season, he would have had 1,874 receiving yards, 181 rushing yards, and 11 touchdowns. So even if you take out the running back play, that is absolutely incredible. Absolutely awesome. I would sign up for that all damn day, 100%. Number 10 worthy all day. Now, projected 17-game impact based on the final eight games. He was inactive for one of those games. Uh, if that was when he was being used a lot as a running back. 1,111 yards receiving, 729 yards rushing, and 19 touchdowns. That is a ton of touchdowns. But even sacrificing those eight touchdowns that you would have had between like the first projection as a wide receiver and the second projection as like a change of position kind of, I guess, or, or a dual position, I'm okay with that. 11 touchdowns from your wide receiver? I could do that. I do like being able to draft two young $4 million players, but I think if the Jets were looking at receiver at 10, I would prefer to give up number 10, that sole pick, for Debo. Or I think there's going to be a situation where, say, the Jets trade down from four, and maybe they have the Saints pick 16 and 19. Maybe they trade one of those picks. I, I, I'm not sure if 10 is on the table right now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Maybe they're waiting to see what happens at four to see if they have to trade down and then take their edge at 10. It's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, Albert Sue drops in. He says, we should be realistic. Most picks are busts. Uh, most picks in terms of the draft overall are busts, for sure. The first round tends to be 50-50, but towards the top end of the first round, you do have a higher percentage chance. So it's, you know, maybe it's a 50 to 60% chance at the top end, and then maybe it goes down to like a 40% chance at the, the tail end of the first and then you just sort of see it kind of work its way out of that. But a lot of that has to do with your scouting department. A lot of it has to go with your, your GMs. I do trust Joe Douglas and this coaching staff and, and the, the scouting department in general. They seem to know talent. It's does that talent actually live up to expectation where you could say, you know, Makai Becton, maybe, you know, we didn't see this, this injury stuff kind of happening. Denzel Mims, maybe we thought 
he was going to be able to to pick up the route tree, and it just hasn't quite, uh, you know, happened. Zuniga and Davis, both very highly athletic guys, for whatever reason, just not quite um, fitting there. So it's going to be going to be fascinating to see what ends up happening here. Uh, it looks like we have gotten to our call-in time. So let me pull up Google Voice. I'm going to throw the phone number on the screen. Boys and girls, you get three minutes to plead your case. Give me your final predictions for the New York Jets draft. Could be trade, could be trading for Debo. Could be just making any kind of trade. Could be just the picks the Jets are going to make and why you think they should make them. After three minutes, you're going to get the chicken. That's it. You're out of here. And you're going to get booted. So phone number is on the screen. Feel free to give me a ring. We're enjoying some... Uh, Sour Monkey, courtesy of uh, Victory Brewing. It's definitely sour. 9.5% alcohol. And I got two of these bad boys. Guys are going to see Ryan go sideways <laughs> by the end of the stream. <laughs> this might get people upset. PG says, sauce and stingly forever. Don't think people want to see that. Landon says, Thing with Debo worries me a bit because it just feels like the other side of Jamal Adams' drama where we're acquiring them. Obviously, Adams was worse, but there are similarities. See the club. I don't agree. I think Jamal felt he was better than his play would indicate. Um, where Debo, I think, is 100% worthy of the money. Call from... Sorry. To accept, press... Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What's on your mind? Uh, the sour monkey is crazy, man. That's too sour for me. I've had that before. <laughs> it's, like, it's like eating like a, like a warhead. Or drink yeah, it's so sour. Have you ever tried uh, Lord Hobo? They make really good IPAs. I have not. I've had uh, like Golden Monkey, which I believe is. Oh yeah, Golden Monkey was really good. It's it's good. Yeah, I'm a big I IPA like guy. One. My uh, my golf shop that I run, we were just able to bring in a ton of IPAs, and I'm like a little kid in a candy shop. I get to pick them all out each week. <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot of fun. But okay. Yeah, those those and, are good. But so, enough about beer. I'll, I'll give you a new timer. Three minutes. <laughs> Fire away, I, brother. I, um, so I'm still. I mean, we go, we're going on with the draft still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, KT, I would love him. Um, any edge, really. I do want the corner help. Mm-hmm. Still want linebacker. You know. So, however, how how they get there. That depends. I'm, I I would like to trade down because that'd be that'd be cool. I want some excitement, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, is KT? You would say is like your top edge rusher option, or is it? I, I know you're saying anyone, but was it like? Yeah, KT would be my top. I don't know that I would. If he's gone, I don't know that I'd go sauce. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I would just trade out and see see what's there at ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my gut feeling is that they like two of the edge rushers and sauce. And I, there's no, like, I don't have anything to back that up with, but I get the feeling if maybe they 
they might trade out if they get enough, a good enough trade to move away from Sauce, but from what I've heard, they definitely like Sauce, but I just don't know if it's enough to take it for versus a trade-out. Like, if the trade-out has been devalued because other teams are looking to move out, then maybe Sauce is just a better option than getting whatever picks you can for that uh, that slot. It's going to be going to be interesting to see. Now, at number yeah, 10, and... after taking an edge rusher, is there someone that you, you hope they go? At 10, no, I don't I don't really have hopes because, I mean, if, if you could trade back at all, I, I still like Linderbaum. I still like mm-hmm. N'Kobe Dean. Like, I... If we could trade back and grab guys like them, mm-hmm. I would love that. I'm starting to hear a lot of rumblings. I don't know how true they are, but it sounds like N'Kobe Dean and Linderbaum might fall to the second round, which is amazing for the Jets. If yeah, you can wind I just, up... I'm not trying to – I don't know if we could sit at 35, 38 and hope that happens, you know? I think it depends on how many are there. Like if Linderbaum and Zion Johnson fall to the second round, I think the Jets will sit at 35 and take one of them. And it wouldn't shock me yeah. if Linderbaum was not the pick. Like, it, like I could see the Jets going Zion because they got to see him at the Senior Bowl. He's got positional flexibility. And I would definitely go with either one. Would be totally ecstatic with either one because Linderbaum is crazy fast for a center. Um, yeah. And then N'Kobe Dean, yeah. oh, man, if he falls, I want him on the Jets in the worst way. Like, at, right after the season, I was like, I would take him at 10. <laughs> you know, because I wanted yeah, to trade, you know for, what? trade miss, for the receiver. I miss is when... They used to send. I, th- I think it was Luvu. They used to just send them right down the middle. They just they once they said hike, they said just shoot the gap and go after it. I mm-hmm. want to see that some more because oh, like Quincy could see do that. Quincy could crush at that. Dude, I think Kobe Dean would be an animal. I think he would too, and I think it would be a really great compliment next to C.J. Mosley and eventually like replacing C.J. Mosley. But dude, you have been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. All right, before we jump into some more phone calls, Aaron dropped in. He says, Ryan is going down, folks. <laughs> what would be the Kyle Brady moment for this draft for the Jets? If Hamilton is taken, I'll be pissed. LOL, go Jets, go Mets. Um, I would say the the Kyle Brady moment is going to be if the Jets take Hamilton at four over anyone. <laughs> Like, over any edge rusher, you'll see guys chanting for Thibodeau. You'll see guys chanting for whoever, Sauce. You know, it's, there's going to be a lot of people super excited for for the Jets to take a high-impact player like that. And after running a 4-7 at his pro day, Hamilton, I think, is the most plausible pick that might go uh, for the New York Jets. And that's even at—it may not even be at 4. I mean, if it happens at 4, that's 100% what's going to happen. But— at ten, we'll have to see who's there and who's falling. Because if Sauce or not Sauce, if uh, if Hamilton's falling to ten, and maybe Jamison Williams is there, or Drake London, or Garrett Wilson, one of those guys is there, and the, the fans really want one of them, and we pull the trigger, I, I think Hamilton's the player. That like he's polarizing enough where it's a need, but it's not where I see the Jets going. Good question though. I like seeing that. Uh, all right, let's throw the. Google Voice back up. Should probably spell voice right, Ryan. There it is. All right. Phone number's on the screen. You got three minutes to plead your case. I want your final Jets predictions for the New York... For the New York Jets. For the NFL draft. Are the Jets trading out of picks? Who are they going to look to draft? Who do you want them to draft? Who we got? Call from... Eddie from North Carolina. 
to accept pre Eddie from North Carolina, what's up, brother? Yo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me. What are your final Jets predictions for this draft? Oh, God, it could be anything. Look, th here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, they know everything mm -hmm. that's going on. Everything. And we know nothing. Mm -hmm. This is okay. not like Rex Ryan where he was leaking shit because he wanted the fans to put pressure on Idzik. I mean, these guys are on the same page. They know exactly what's going on. God, anything could happen. Mm -hmm. But if things happen the way I think they're going to happen, I think uh, Iquano's going to get picked first, mm -hmm. and then the two edge rushers. And if that's the case, mm -hmm. you got to take Sauce or trade back number four. I mean, that's it. And then at 10, I am not a proponent of injured players. I'm not. Mm -hmm. But this Jamison Williams kid, everyone says when healthy, he is absolutely head and shoulders uh, this year's Randy Moss. So yeah. you can't pass up a guy that good. He's actually worked the weight. And here's the X factor. Mm -hmm. If Vims comes into camp or in these mini camps in great shape, Mm -hmm. that could be a complete and total game changer. Because if this kid really has pride and he comes in fit and strong mm -hmm. and stays away from the fucking famine, I think we'll be in a good shape. Dude, if he comes in motivated, understands the playbook, has learned better routes, that sort of thing, it's the best thing that could happen for the New York Jets. And I do agree. I do think it winds up going one of the offensive linemen because I just think Trevor Lawrence – and ETN, you got to protect them. And, like, I, I understand they franchise their left tackle. They brought in Scherf, but I, I still think I could see them go that route. And then I do think the Lions go defense. It's either defense or or quarterback, I think, at number two. If the Lions don't take that local kid, then there's going to be an insurrection in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, I think you could They're going to be storming Ford Field. Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's two players that come from Detroit. It's Michigan uh, Edge, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, obviously the the Michigan product. But right. That's Sauce what I'm talking from, about. Sauce is from Detroit as well. But yeah, I understood you were talking about uh, Hutch. It would be interesting because Aaron Glenn is the the defensive coordinator over there, so maybe he's looking. Oh, you know, Aaron's going to want Sauce. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. A hundred percent. Aaron Glenn was the best five foot nine cornerback this league's ever seen. He was a monster for the Jets. He was phenomenal. Now, let's say you got 10 seconds. Real quick, 35-38. What do you want to see happen? Uh, I want to see uh, an, an, another edge and offensive lineman. Love it, brother. Thank you so much for the call. You're out of here! So he wants to see edge, edge, or edge, wide receiver, edge, offensive lineman. Who we got? Who we got? Call from Lima Bean. Lima Bean, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Oh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, of course. Uh, Talk to me. What well, are your final predictions for the New York Jets? Oh, man, I'm so tired of predictions. I just don't care anymore. But, like... <laughs> Says uh, the guy calling into a prediction call-in show. What the... Okay, no, go for uh, it. No, I guess I'm just... Uh, I'm on the Debo Samuel train, like... Okay. Um, I, I took a deep dive into looking at, like, the past six drafts. And not just with mm -hmm. the Jets, just all teams in the second third fourth round mm -hmm. and the hit rate is so low like i'm like mm -hmm. you think the jets fans have bad picks at like you know the second round look at all the other teams and what they took and i looked at our spots and it's like no give me um 
green bean and you like you how you like ask like you want a receiver in the second round mm-hmm. and yeah you see you list a whole bunch of them but mm-hmm. let's say Dev- Devonte adams for example he's taking the second round there's four receivers taken before him that ended up like as busts essentially so mm-hmm. i'd rather trade those picks for a known commodity to help the quarterback it's just it's too risky you know now do you, um, would you prefer to trade say both seconds or would you rather give up the one number 10 pick because like, i've heard so here's my, go my hope. On that. yeah here's my hope trade the two seconds Mm-hmm. and then trade down from the 10th to, let's say, hope the Steelers for, like, mm-hmm. a future first round or something, and mm-hmm. then with the 20th pick, pick N'Kobe Dean up. That's what I would want to do. I really like that. They're, like, I want N'Kobe Dean on this team in, the like, the worst way. And, he, and I it think would if make you sense. can facilitate Not- it where you get your wide receiver and you're locked in and you don't have to worry about trying to overdraft one or worry about a team jumping in front of you, I like that a lot. Yeah, we, yeah, we would get Debo Samuel and N'Kobe Dean and, like, a future first-round pick with some maybe extra stuff thrown in. So mm-hmm. hopefully that could be something. And also just a comment I was thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at the 2010 draft, it was just a question I just thought up. Sure. We had Revis on one side. We sent a second round to the Chargers to pick up Cromartie. Why did we draft Kyle Wilson in the he first was a round? Slot. I never understand. So he, I think Wilson was supposed to be the slot corner, wasn't he? So, yeah, but, like, who drafts the slot corner in the first round? Yeah, no, I agree. Well, you also have to worry about the the Revis contract because I think was the Revis contract that it was already year? signed by the, like it was it was it was two thousand. They had every intention of bringing him back with Tannenbaum there. There was no way, and he did. He brought him back. So yeah, well, he was under contract. It was just one yeah, of those things where you had to worry just, about like the yeah, future, it was, right? It was just one of those things I racked my head in the Rex Ryan era of like all those bad drafts. But like yeah, because our first yeah. one was Muhammad Wilkerson, I think, with him. Or no, it had to be the second one. Was Wilkerson yeah. first or the, was Wilson first? No, Wilkerson was in 2011. That was the only decent pick I could oh, recall him doing. Okay. Uh, and that was only halfway decent. But mm-hmm. that being said, I, yeah, no DTs, uh, no injured corners, no injury-prone players, and I'm just what I'm hoping for, and a good edge presence with a wide receiver. That's my hope. Injury. Now, at number four, what do you want to see? Is it the uh, you want to see Thibodeau? I want you, Thibodeau. Everyone wants Thibodeau. Man, I, it's all, I'm, I'm like, like such a, I really like that's it, the one in your player own I just video, hope is before it, he's like. No, but I hope he's but gone. You gotta understand if you in January in your own video you actually mm-hmm. said that you're manifesting Thibodeau for you, then all of a sudden like two weeks later it changed. Yeah, no, I 100 percent did. I once I got enough sort of like but interviews all that audio was out there like, from before ah. like it like that interview the, was there weeks in advance like nothing really changed his numbers never changed correct and i was defending thibodeau so i let, let me yeah, let me I, go into this i was defending thibodeau on the alabama comment because i that wasn't so much the the initial tipping point it, it was weird for sure but i was defending him initially because i thought i knew what he was trying to say but then going back and just kind of listening to it again and just saying like like why would you you're more interested in a career in corporate Nike than you are in winning championships. Like that to me just doesn't scream all in. Um, and I think teams have to, you know, consider that. I think when you, when you have guys that just are not buying all in, well, maybe he is, I I'm not in every but, you know but interview, to, but it's been but to, brought up. By but to counter that teams. point though, like in order to get the Nike endorsement bolts, if he has to play well, otherwise he won't be able to, he won't be able to like get all these things that's, if he doesn't perform. That's not what so he said. It's just he he yeah, chose he, get a job. he chose Oregon because he was guaranteed a corporate Nike job after graduation, even if football didn't work out. That that's the reason he chose Nike uh, or chose. Well, I mean, Oregon. it's a good backup plan to have, I guess. Yeah, it's not. Look, it's not a bad one, but it's probably not what you want from a guy that you're going to be giving a ton of money to, and you're kind of building your. I don't want to say building your franchise around, but I think there's certain personalities that 
if you're saying, hey, this is what we want our our players to be like, like you just traded Jamal Adams, which I think is is at least personality wise very similar to to Kayvon, although I think Thibodeau plays a much more critically important role, and I do think he's a better player than Jamal for sure. So I won't be upset yeah, I, if we take him because I do trust our judgment on it. But I I can understand you know people that don't want him. I mean, unless uh, unless Hutch somehow magically drops to us, then like you know I'll, I'll be doing like prayers for days. But do that, and just remember one last thing about Stingley: D. Milliner also had a good pro day. Just putting that out there. So Ooh. let's not fall in love with that. Ooh, I love it. Good final thought, bro. You've been injected. You're out of here from the cockpit. We got Joe Blewett in the chat. He says we ready for the draft. Damn right, Joe's coming on. Uh, you know, one of the days, two of the days, whatever he wants to do. Uh, come on during the draft. I'll reach out to him. Joe and I are growing some plants. Got a uh, bought me a Venus flytrap, which is downstairs. I was gonna show you guys. Uh, he talked me into it. Call from. Yes, Bernard from North Carolina. What's up, Bernard? Welcome to the hey, hey, Ryan. How you doing, buddy? I'm hanging in there, brother. Talk to me. What do you want to see from the Jets coming up this week? Well, I want to see them get this uh, Debo trade done. I'm thinking pick 10 mm -hmm. and probably a third-round pick and a okay. second-round pick in 2023. If they can get that done, I had a crazy idea. I want to throw this out there. I want to play around with this. All right, Suppose they made that Debo trade. Mm -hmm. If it was me, I would turn around and take Jamison Williams at four. Because I'm thinking, look like this. Mm -hmm. If we put the pieces together, this offense would be so scary. If you mm -hmm. put Debo, Jamison Williams, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter in the same offense with an upgraded line with Lincoln Thomason, Barrett Tucker, and Angry Beckton. Now we got something. We can actually go head-to-head -head with Kansas City and Buffalo, and I, I, I believe with that, that combination of weapons put a serious scare into them. Yeah, really that, serious. That would be an elite weapon. Scary like, like If you have Jameson Williams at four and you have Debo with the number 10 pick, I, look, I'll be honest, I don't want to give up I would give up number 10 and a third next year or something like that. I don't want to give up 10, a third, and a second. Yeah. That feels like a lot yeah. for me. I get, um, I get where you're coming from, too. I don't want to do it either. Well, but I think if it's like, at least a third-round pick, we can keep 50, 50, what is it, 50, 53, mm -hmm. or 54, 58. Mm -hmm. If we can keep, keep those picks, 53, and I think 58, if we can keep those two second-round picks, it'll put us in the running to get a pair of edge rushers. Because I'm thinking Boyer, Drake Jackson, the second-tier group, Mm -hmm. that I think could probably do a pretty good job. And I trust Salah and his staff to maximize that talent and, and maybe produce a pass rush good enough to make this defense at least serviceable and not an embarrassment. And an offense that would be loaded with so many weapons that be so scary mm -hmm. that they could literally – I think if Zach Wilson get in a rhythm and get comfortable mm -hmm. and build his confidence, it's a wrap. It's yeah. over. You get James and Williams, you get Evo in this thing, with Elijah Moore, Michael Carter, and an upgraded tight end room? Are you kidding? And let this kid get comfortable? It's over. The only question would be is ball distribution. Now, obviously, within four years, we're not going to keep all of them. You know, that's the reality of mm -hmm. the cap era. We have to move someone. I'm thinking Debo will be the one we move. See, and we'll Debo. go on and, and we sign Jamison Williams. He'll be just entering his prime mm -hmm. while uh, Debo will be at the tail end, you know. Yeah, you, you figure Debo's what twenty six years old right now. You sign him to a four or five year deal. He's he's sitting somewhere around thirty years old by the time his guaranteed money's up. I that's I would, right. 
tend to believe he's probably not getting traded at that point unless he's really still performing at a high level. But, dude, you create an yeah, impact yeah. offense, guys that are absolutely terrible uh, to yeah, guard yeah. on the on the. I know it sounds crazy, you know, what I'm proposing, but I'm thinking we need to do something pretty radical to load <laughs> Interesting. Heavy offense. Look, you're not going to get me upset with doing anything heavy offense. You got to see what you have in Zach Wilson. Got to see what you have in Zach Wilson. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how we approach each pick based on how everything uh, is kind of falling into place here. Who we got? Call from Trevor from Jersey City. To accept. Trevor, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. How you doing, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind, brother? Well, let's start off. That drink that you're having, that is very, very sour. I've had that one before. <laughs> it's super <laughs> sour, dude. It's like drinking a warhead. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you're doing it, but I mean, props to you for hanging in there. Oh, dude, I, um, I don't mind a sour beer. This one's probably the most sour that I've had, though. I like the, the dogfish head <laughs> sour is a little less so. Oh, I see. Well, anyway, um, talking about draft. Um, so I have a like one of my one of my uh, scenarios, right? I was thinking about was so let's say let's say that both let's say that KT's off the board and Hutchinson's off the board, right? Yep. I was thinking I was thinking at four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking at four, we take Sauce, right? I'm a big fan of Sauce. I really like his. I really like what he's been showing in college and everything, mm-hmm. and. We have our, and we get our lockdown cornerback right there, mm-hmm. and then at ten, I don't know, if, I don't know if this is possible, but I was really hoping like maybe in some scenario we're able to get uh, Johnson at ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, if that was the, if that, I, 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 it seems unlikely, but if that was the case, that'd be perfect. I would mm-hmm. take that any day, and then we use, we give the same deal we gave to Ty, uh, for Tyreek, we give that to. Um, to the 49ers for Debo, right? If that was the case, because I feel like I feel like that's a pretty fair trade. And on top of that, we're we're taking a pretty big contract for him. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be giving like at least 25. Sure. Um, but I, I I would really love that scenario. Honestly, that that's one of my favorites. Um, I don't know what would you think about that? Yeah, 100%. I look, I really like Sauce a lot. I think he's if he's not the best player in this draft, he's certainly top two or three. Um, I think if you're going best player available, you'd be hard pressed not to go sauce there. And I think I like Jermaine Johnson a lot. The Jets got to see him at the senior bowl. Now they didn't coach him. The Lions actually coached him, but they got to coach against him. So they got to see some of this impact player for sure. So I, I really like Jermaine Johnson. That's actually what I had in my, my mock was sauce at four Jermaine Johnson at, uh, Mm. at 10 and then trading Mm -hmm. away the two seconds and the third, while I don't want to lose those players because i do think we kind of need a quantity like i'd almost be a little bit more in favor of trading just 10 for for debo um and then keeping those Mm -hmm. other three picks i would certainly if you could tell me we came away in the first round having sauce jermaine johnson and debo samuel like our defense just got significantly better and our offense just added an elite weapon like this guy was the number two wide receiver in yards before he switched positions so it's 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 fascinating. Even if he doesn't wind up running the ball, I think he's incredibly impressive, and he immediately knows this offense as soon as he comes in. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know I'm running out of time, but I was, I was going to say, what was your thought about like getting Linderbaum in the second round? Because I've heard buzz about him going into the second round. 
Ooh, I'd love Linderbaum or Zion Johnson in the second round or Nakobe Dean. Those are three players I really hope fall through. But brother, you can reject it from the cockpit. All right, let's take a look. Mumtaz dropped in. Where's Mumtaz? I saw it in here. There we go. Mumtaz says the way to neutralize $30 million weapons like Hill, Diggs, and Parker is not trading away multiple high picks and dishing out quarterback money for some wide receiver. The answer is sauce. Dude, I think a six foot three cornerback is absolutely enormous. <laughs> Just remember like how impactful Richard Sherman was for Robert Sala in uh, well, I don't know if it would be for him. He was the quality control coach, I guess, right? So, but in Seattle. And then they wind up bringing him over into San Francisco. And he's an impact player there. So while people are saying safety is more of a priority than, say, corner, I do think that Sauce provides a, an incredibly interesting skill set and metrics that, like, for me, when I'm looking at the very top end of players, Iquanu has an issue with pass blocking. Like, that's one reason why I don't particularly want to go that route. I understand you want to have a succession plan for Fant or maybe a, a backup plan for Makai Becton, but bringing in a guy that lacks the the pass rushing or the pass protection prowess that you'd like to have from a top four pick seems a little off to me. And you just and if you if the plan was to play him at guard, you've already you drafted your top guard last year by trading up into the the you know middle of the first round, and then the Lake and Tomlinson signing. Like, this guy was all pro last year. So the Equino doesn't quite make sense. Thibodeau, I think you got some question marks about the level of devotion, for sure. Hutchinson, he's mentioned that he wants to play in a two-point stance. That's a little alarming, especially if you're the New York Jets. Um, I think I think Sauce is really safe as far as a, a pick goes. And it's not it's not a lock, but I do think he's, he's one of the safer picks uh, in this draft. So Mumtaz... I agree with you. Neutralize them. But you know how you neutralize all players? Getting after the quarterback. The edge rusher neutralizes all the wide receiving threats. That's the one that I think you have to kind of keep an eye on for sure. I do think edge is the bigger priority. Uh, all right, let's jump into some more phone calls. Phone number's on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. And after three minutes... I could just keep flying that chicken across the screen. I should have the chicken do some other stuff throughout my streams, and I haven't quite figured what I'm going to do for that. Oh, man, let's see who we got. Welcome Call to the from. cockpit. Welcome to the cockpit. What, what's up, Brian? It's your boy, AZ Jets. How's it going? Ah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Talk to me. What are your final predictions for the New York Jets? I'm loving the Debo trade and talk. I'm thinking nothing more than that tenth overall pick and maybe a fourth at the most. But I think that tenth overall pick does it. And uh, I don't know. I'm hearing uh, talk about Carl Loftus uh, falling to the second, or however you say his name. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't be mind taking our our boy Sauce at four if we're going to have Carl Loftus or uh, somebody fall that 35 pick. And always. I feel like we can trade up in that first round too, or trade back in the first round too. So, yeah, dude, that, up that, for the draft, baby. That's kind of where I'm at. I I don't know 
where I'm necessarily at at number 10, but if you can get Debo for number 10 and you solve wide receiver, like if 10 is your thought of like, hey, we're going Jameson Williams or we're going uh, Drake London or Burks or whatever you whatever receiver you want, Debo, in my opinion, is worth the money. We have the money right now. Zach Wilson's on his rookie contract. Pay the receiver. By the time his contract's up, you're going to have to pay Zach Wilson. You'll move on from Debo. Zach will be established. Elijah Moore will be established. And you'll be able to draft another wide receiver at that point in time. So I really like that option a lot. The fascinating part for me is if they like a lot of the edge rushers. Like, maybe it's deeper than the top five guys. I like Karloftis a lot. I would have no problem with the Jets taking him at 10 if they thought he was valuable enough there. But if they think he's falling to the tail end of the first, top of the second, maybe they like Boye Mafe as well. Some of the other guys that are going to be around that point. Maybe you double dip at edge rusher there and you just kind of load up. Yeah, Mafe, that guy from Penn State, seems like a beast. I mean, yeah. just so much so much talent and... But I really think the biggest thing that everybody, maybe not everybody's overlooking, but not really seeing it as the number one need. I think that linebacker, number one need by far. Yeah, dude. It's I, I wouldn't say the number one need. I would still say edge rusher and receiver are bigger needs than linebacker. But yeah, we're going to need a linebacker. And I would say second round is the sweet spot to get a really good one. Guys like a Christian Harris, yep. uh, you know, Leo Chanel. Nicobe Dean, hopefully, if he's there, dude, I'm running to the podium. I really, really want Nicobe Dean in green and white. I just don't know if the Jets are going to find a way to make it happen because I think you're going to either have to trade down or you're going to have to work out, you know, hopefully he falls. He's but another he's, guy that could fall to the second, you know? Yeah, dude, people have been talking about Eventually. him and they've been talking about Linderbaum. Those are like the two names that I've heard a lot. Like Zion Johnson, to me, feels like he might be more of a pick for the Jets just because we saw him already. But, dude, if we can get our center and trade McGovern for, like, a fourth, because he's not that – like, he's expensive for us, but it's not that expensive for, like, a top center. Like, he played top ten football last year. Yeah, I snapchatted you earlier this week. Who would you rather take, our boy Zion or Linderbaum? And it's a, it's a toss-up. They're both so much potential. So I like both of them. The only reason I didn't eject you is because you asked, asked the, the right question at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think – Appreciate you, man. I, I love the speed of Linderbaum. It's it's incredibly fascinating for me. Uh, I would say I very much like – I would go either one. I really would. But I think the Jets might go Zion Johnson yeah. because of the positional flexibility. And I think they might see that as more valuable because maybe there's a situation where McGovern goes down. Center of the future. Yeah, and then or, or Tomlinson goes down. You kick him over to there. Like I think there, there is some value in, in letting a center sit for a little bit. Um but if you're taking one in the second round, you're probably like you probably got to trade McGovern because you got to, you know, make make some room there. I don't. Yeah. I think there's probably some hurt feelings at that point. If we go center in like the fourth round, like an Alec Lindstrom from Boston College, I do really like my BC guys. Um, then I think you keep McGovern for the entire year, let Lindstrom kind of learn, and, and go from there. But brother, thank you. You've been ejected from the Let's see. We got our boy Conscious ZG dropping in. He says, got my shirt yesterday. Thank you. Jets will be going into the season with 10 to 12 new starters. If Becton is healthy and Zach takes the leap, playoffs. Well, brother, I'm glad you got your shirt. Really means a lot. Now, as far as 10 to 12 new starters, maybe new starters from the start of last year or starters as in like the amount of... uh, like, you're getting Lawson back. Like, maybe you're counting Lawson. Perhaps you're counting Joyner. 
Becton kind of. I, maybe that's not a new starter. But I would imagine you're getting an edge rusher. You're getting a safety already. You got a corner. What else we got? Guard. 10 to 12. Man, that's a lot. I guess it's possible. But dude, we gotta get some, we gotta get some young bodies in here. Guys that know how to play. I love the Tomlinson signing. I really like the defensive moves we made this offseason. I think our defense is gonna be vastly improved from last year. I love it. I love it. Playoffs? I'm not talking about the playoffs yet, but you're damn right better believe that I'm thinking about it. The thought is there. All right, phone number's on the screen. You get three minutes to plead your case. After three minutes... That's it! You're out of here! You get the chicken. Oh, man, who we got? Call from... Karen, Chico, California. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome from hey. California. Ryan, what's up, man? Ah, dude, I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind? What are your final predictions well, for the New York Jets? This is Chair Run, the guy you always call Chair Run. My real name's Kai Rune, but it's no Kai big Rune. deal. It's like impossible to pronounce. Yeah, Kai, Kai Rune. Kai Rune. Yeah. Oh, God, I got see. I'm gonna see it the next time you like send in a super chat or just send in a comment in general. And I'm gonna be, oh look, there's Chair Run again. Yeah. Nope, I'm not gonna pronounce <laughs> it right. Kai Run. Kai Run. Kai Run. Kai Run. Okay, I'll remember that. Well, man, I've been doing a ton of mock drafts, you know. Yeah. And kind of where I feel like I get in trouble is when I pick an edge at four. Yep. Sometimes I feel like I'm left with a receiver choice that I don't like. Kyle Hamilton's gone. Sauce is gone. Even mm -hmm. Stingley's gone. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm really feeling like picking Sauce at four or trading out a six. I mean, trading down maybe to six with Carolina if they want a quarterback or even maybe trading down to Washington mm -hmm. is a good deal for me. Yeah, look, I, I completely agree. And that's sort of where I went with a lot of my mocks. Now, I, I do have to ask you, what were the first three picks in most of those mocks? Well, you, we use, it, it varies. I do the pro football or PFF, and I do the PFN mock mm -hmm. drafts. And, um, you know, it really varies at this time. It, it, Hamilton can go in the top three. Walker can go in the top three. Mm -hmm. And I'd say maybe half of them, you know, usually are the uh, three edge rushers in a row. Mm -hmm. And that makes me feel more inclined, even so, to take sauce. Yeah, that would be fascinating. For me, if if there's a situation, and, and the way I sort of looked at it was how many edge rushers are there at four. Like, if they deem, hey, edge rusher is such a big need, maybe they have to go Johnson at four, I would understand it. But I do think getting the top overall player and then maybe double dipping in some capacity at edge rusher a little later on like with a Boye Mafe or something like that, might not be a bad option. Like, when I find going edge rusher at four, it almost feels like I'm forced to go wide receiver at 10, and I don't love that because you might get the second wide receiver off the board, and that's not necessarily where I'd want to go. And maybe that's where the Jets would go. Like, maybe it's like, hey, we go with our edge rusher at four, and now number 10, the guy, the receiver we want is not there. We'll trade you number 10 for Debo Samuel, and now that's why that trade has kind of taken a little bit of time to, to manifest. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, per, if, you, if you take per, sauce at four, I do think an edge rusher will be there at 10. Personally, I do feel like John Lynch isn't joking today when he says that he, Debo Samuel is probably not for trade. I really don't believe it. But, um, you know, I really like Traylon Burks 
as he's kind of like the wide receiver I want in this draft, and I don't mind trading out a four, picking up some extra ammunition to get back up in the first mm-hmm. and, and grab him, which just feels great to me. And plus, you know, there's guys like Brisker. There's just a lot of team needs, but they're not just team needs. They're really talented players. But anyway, yeah. I can see my uh, time's <laughs> well, running out. You're, you're running out, <laughs> but I like what you're saying. I like sauce at four, or I like a trade out. I really do. And I think the trade out happens if it's good enough to give up sauce. If it's not good enough to give up sauce, then I think sauce might wind up being the pick. But if you can trade down and get like the Steelers first next year, plus like a Claypool, plus their first this year, that you exactly. can get like a Kobe Dean or someone like that. Like there's a lot of value in that number four pick, especially if you're getting someone to leapfrog Carolina, like a division rival like the Saints. But brother, I love it. Thank you so much for calling it. You've been ejected. You're out of here. Kai Run. Kai Run has been ejected. It's a cool name. I like that. Phone number's on the screen. You got a handful of seconds to plead your case. Who we got? Call from. To accept, press Welcome to the cockpit. What's up? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What do you want to see happen on draft day? Oh, no. <laughs> he wants to see the draft over. That's what it is. Boys and girls, you got three minutes on the clock. After three minutes. That's it. You're out of here. Kyroon. Is Kyroon or Kyron? God, I've already screwed it up. <laughs> Call from AB. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Yeah, what's up, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What are your final predictions for the Jets for this draft? So, in the beginning, I thought they'll for, for sure go sauce first. Yep. But then I, but then I, I realized that if they want to get a good cornerback, mm-hmm. a good edge, they can only get one in really like a top 10. Mm-hmm. There's not like such crazy ones that like 35, 38. Yep. But in the cornerback position, there's at like 35 and 38, you could get like maybe Claire Elam or Pas- or Kyler Gordon mm-hmm. or Roger McCurry. Mm-hmm. So I then like I switched Kyrie there. Elam I really like. If he winds up falling to the second round, the Jets actually drafted, I believe it was his father, and his uncle was drafted by Baltimore when Joe Douglas was a, a scout in Baltimore. So there is a little bit of familiar, familia, familiarity? That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then I think I think we end up getting Debo, not obviously, with mm-hmm. with a ten pick. So, but then at at, at thirty eight, so at thirty eight, I think the Jets go linebacker. If the CJ Mosley's getting old, they're gonna need something. They want like a future guy. I think either I don't really I don't really think I think we'll make one linebacker is gonna go in the first round. Mm-hmm. So maybe like Nicole Dean could or Devin Lloyd, if you could end up getting one of them at thirty-five, that would be great. Or yep. like any other like great ones. So if you, so, you're saying edge rusher for Debo with the tenth pick, a Nicole Dean or someone like a you know Leo Chanel, Christian Harris, something like that in the second. 
Yeah. Is there what do you want to see happen at pick thirty eight or you know in some capacity in the second? Yeah, thirty eight. I said Kyler Gordon or Clary Lum. Oh, you want you you do want the corner in the second round? I got you. Okay, that would yeah, make like a, a lot corner of sense. late because there's better there's better depth at corner like like deeper. Wait, I can understand that. I I think for me it's like Sauce is clearly above everyone else, and then every then it kind of like sort of trickles down. Like it's it's a little bit middling maybe with uh, McDuffie, and then after that it's kind of like a sizable step down where you're looking in that second round. Yeah, but like I I, I think we, we I want I just love KT. Now, is there you love KT, so that's who you want it for? That's your that's your guy? Yeah. Dude, everyone wants him. I'm like, I'm gonna feel so bad if KT's on the board and we pass on him and I'm like, you know, I don't wanna say I'm kinda happy, but I'm kind of like really scared because we may have gift wrapped him to the Giants and I do not wanna see that. Like that's my biggest fear with him. Yeah, yeah. It works if he goes to the Giants. Oh dude, I hope he goes before us because I don't want the decision of having to take him and really not have a good gut feeling about it or letting him fall to the Giants and watching him play against, you know, in the in the New York tabloids for the next 10, 15 years. I would absolutely hate that. But, brother, yeah, you better yeah, check I, I, I the cockpit. Some good thoughts, good thoughts. I would say every single person or a lot of people that have called in so far are very much on the Kayvon Thibodeau train. Call from Carson. Carson, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, Ryan? How you doing this this afternoon? Oh, I'm hanging in there. Talk to me, brother. What do you want to see happen? What are your final predictions for the New York Jets? Okay, so number one, I want to address this because I've been uh, banging the gavel with you in Instagram and over the last you know couple weeks in calls and stuff like that. Yep, Listen, yep, I don't yep. want to hear. Can we stop with the Kyle Hamilton slander? I've seen the kid play alive. He's a better player than mm-hmm. his his numbers show. And number one, this slow forty time notion of him mm-hmm. running a four five nine at, at at his pro day. Uh, I just want to li- name you a list of safeties that have ran a four five nine. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor ran a four five five. Did he run a four five nine or a four seven? I thought it was a four seven. No, four four five nine. That was incorrect reporting. It's a four five nine for okay. sure, one hundred percent. Okay. Uh, Sean Taylor ran a four five five. Ed Reed ran a four five seven. Mm-hmm. Justin Simmons ran a four five one. I mm-hmm. mean, let's go. You don't need plus number one. He's probably not going to play free. He mm-hmm. can play free. I don't think he will play free in, in the National Football League. He'll probably be strong and he'll probably play in the box, sort of like what Justin Simmons does in mm-hmm. um, Denver. But anyways, uh, enough of the Kyle Hamilton slander. I, I hate it. But anyway, <laughs> okay, so, go on. So, so we we've discussed uh, numerous times at number mm-hmm. four, uh, Tavon Thibodeau, and yes. I said to you last time that. Kayvon Thibodeau, if he's there at four, I, I can't see how he's not a Jet. I, mm-hmm. I really can't. The talent just speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, something we never brought up, and, and a lot of people don't bring this up. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three, we got Jacksonville, Detroit, and Houston. Mm-hmm. Say uh, Jacksonville goes Trayvon Walker because I heard Balky likes uh, Trayvon Walker and mm-hmm. uh, Khan likes Aiden Hutchinson. That's what I've been hearing. Okay. Uh, Detroit. They go Aiden Hutchison, yep. right, and say the Houston Texans are just dumb enough to take Thibodeau at three, which would be so stupid. They should go mm-hmm. Icky Aquan or Evan Neal. But anyways, it's yep. another story for another day. Um, say three edge rushers go at three, or, or the top three. Yep. That is the only plausible plausible pick that I could see us taking Sauce Gardner. I, I just think it would be – I, I love the player. Don't get me wrong. 
Sure. But in this defense, it's not a need. Like, I, I don't understand the notion. Like, Sauce is a great player. I'm not taking anything away from his, from, from what he's done in college or anything mm-hmm. like that. He's going to be a great pro. Mm-hmm. But I just – that's the only way I could see him, you know, taking him at four. What do you think about that? I, I just don't get it, you know? I can see that being a situation. Like, for me, I think the Jets' big board is probably Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Sauce. So I, I think there's a situation where if it goes Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Sauce, they're trading out of four. I think if it goes the three edge rushers, then I think maybe it's a conversation of do the Jets take Sauce or is there a good enough trade-down option that they're okay passing on Sauce to go with the trade-down. And I'm cool with taking the trade-down. I have no problem passing on Sauce for that. Um, you know, if we want to go edge rusher at four, I'm cool with that as well. I, look, I don't have any issue with Thibodeau if he's there and the Jets really like him. I have my concerns, but I do think that I trust Joe Douglas and I trust Robert Sala to make the correct decision. So right. I I hope he's not there because I really don't want to have to, to go through that discussion. Uh, yeah. Walker, Walker's the interesting one to me because he projects incredibly well. But it's one of those, like, I have PTSD from the Vernon Golston signing. You know, yeah, he's a he's a hit or miss because I think mm-hmm. I think Trayvon Walker, uh, I think he's more talented than Jermaine Johnson, but I think they're mm-hmm. high ceiling guys. If they hit, yeah. they'll hit. But if they mm-hmm. don't hit, we're talking like a Chakai Polite situation, where in in terms of and, not in terms of the whole personality thing, mm-hmm. I'm talking about in terms of play on the field or a Jabari Zuniga type play. Where and, and I look at Jermaine Johnson, he shows bend around the edge mm-hmm. and he shows uh, speed moves, mm-hmm. but I put him in the same class as Karloffis in the sense of. He has underdeveloped um, speed bend moves around the edge. If you look at a lot of his tape, Jermaine mm. Johnson is a bull rusher. That's why I think Karloffis is falling a little bit, is because if you look at Karloffis, he is not very agile. If you yeah. look at his, his no, tape, I agree. Jermaine Dude, Johnson I, is the same boat. They I'm right there with you. I don't think Karloffis has the bend. I think if you're going, and I would say Hutchinson too, the two of them don't appear yeah. to have that bend the way Thibodeau and Walker do. And I would say right. Johnson is somewhere in the middle of the two of them or in the middle of those four. Um, yeah. For me, I think that Walker and Johnson were asked more to set the edge and also rush. And you can kind of see it. If you if you haven't watched Joe Blewett's breakdown of, of Trayvon Walker, it's definitely worth a watch because the guy is really, really good. And he's super athletic. And even though he may not be the focal point of a play where there's a sack or something, like he just manhandles yeah. dudes. Like... Like, just putting a stiff yeah, no, arm up yeah. and, like, yo, I will wrap up the running back coming towards me. Like, now, there, there's some interesting parts to his game, for sure. But, brother, you have run out of time. And you've been ejected. You're out of From here. the cockpit. God, I look for Me and him go back and forth in my DMs and Instagram all the time. And he gets super, uh, I don't want to say upset. But he definitely, like, gets on my case a bit when I talk about Hamilton. Because I don't want Hamilton. I think the value in Hamilton is for another team. I think the Jets could get a lot of really good value at safety in the second round. I think you could get 85% of what Hamilton is and get an elite player at another position that might be a little more impactful than safety. So that's where I kind of go with Hamilton. It's not that I don't like Call from Mike the Barber. Mike the Barber, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, I still have Aiden Hutchinson on my board, and Mm -hmm. I want Sauce Gardner. Ooh, okay. And so then Jermaine do... Johnson at number three. Ooh, so that's what you think the top three picks are? Is that what you're saying? You that, think... That's what I, that's my draft board. That's what I want. So those are your three that you want for the Jets. What do you see the top three going as? Because maybe you have to have four players on your board. Because what if those four, those three are gone? 
Oh, that's a tough question. Who goes at number four? I mean, four, I guess, Aquanu, I guess. Yeah, dude. I, it's one of those situations where I really, really don't want to spend a first on an offensive lineman. Like, I think Joe Douglas should have enough wherewithal as an offensive line scout to be able to hit on a guy a little bit later and not spend a premium pick on one. Um, well, somebody will trade us for it, right? If, if a guy like that falls, somebody will be hoping. calling us. Dude, I, what I would they hope will. is that the Giants are like, hey, look, I would be playing it up real big. Be like, hey, yo, we got guys calling up for us. They're trying to jump up for Aquanu. I'd be like, hey, Giants. Yo, kick us a third, kick us a fourth. We'll drop down one pick. You get the guy you want. We get an extra mid-round pick. It's all happy. Then you try to trade down from five with a team trying to beat the Carolinas. Uh, beat I'll the Carolinas. take it. Give me a third yeah. round. I'll take it. Oh, dude, that would be great. It's such a sneaky trade. Sure. Um, and with I'll Joe Douglas it. loving the offensive line, like, hey, look, we love it. We have another guy trying to come up. Now, what do you want to see happen it's at 10? If the, if the Jets go with, like, an edge you or sauce. You have to go with Jermaine Johnson. If they go sauce at four, you got to go Jermaine Johnson. I love it. I, I really like Absolutely. Johnson a lot. Me too. I really want him out of everybody. Like mm-hmm. his character, who he is. Dude, that's just it. When his I talent. watched his interviews, it just – and I understand you can be coached on interviews and things like that, but you look at where he came from. Like this guy was not given any scholarship offers out of high school. He went to the JUCO – you know, went to the – I don't want to say JUCO program, but he was in a JUCO school where he had to fight his way into getting a scholarship. He earned his way into the SEC, didn't get enough playing time, and went out jumping to the ACC and dominated, and then dominated the Senior Bowl. Like – this is a guy that I think has a chip on his shoulder, and I really think that's the mentality between Jermaine Johnson and Sauce or Jermaine Johnson, and maybe yeah. it's, you know, uh, Jameson Williams at 10 or something and along those lines. They respect him as the best edge rusher, the hardest one. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what you're going to see. I think there is there is a fight for guys. And while I think KT is like – a star in New York, I think it's also one of those situations that you run into kind of like a Jamal where this guy's going to ask for the moon and he may not I don't be... like him as a... Dude, he scares me. I don't life want him on my team. I, I, I really don't. I would be so excited if I would be so excited if we drafted him, but I really hope he's gone before I would the Jets too, pick. but I really don't think it's going to work out. He's a West Coast guy. If you hear him talk, mm-hmm. he's not... He's a guy from Compton type of guy. Like, that's not us. Dude, I, he scares the life out of me. Brother, thank you so much for the call. And you've been ejected from the cockpit. Who we got? Call from James. What's going on? Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, doing? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What do you want to see happen for the New York Jets? What are your final predictions? All right. Well, I'd like. I want to get. Uh down i want to trade four pick up two later first okay so are you looking at like the saints 16 19 or are you talking like maybe chiefs like real late firsts or maybe packers who knows go with the Saints 16 19 sure okay so if that's the if that's the case where are you looking at number 10 and then 16 and 19 i would try to get jermaine johnson at 10 yep if he's not available i i take the other and uh Karloftis. Karloftis, right. Okay. And then at sixteen I would take uh the linebacker, either Nicobe Dean or uh Devin Lloyd the center. Ooh, Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Okay. Well it depends. See it depends on who Joe Douglas likes. Sure. Uh Devin Lloyd totally is ahead guys. of Nicobe Dean. 
I was gonna say Lloyd is six foot three, where Dean is like I think he's right around six foot. Um, but both great players. So you would take one of the linebackers or Linderbaum, and then at nineteen, right. or are you saying like both I, in conjunction? I want the other one. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. If I so take thinking, linebacker at 16, mm-hmm. then I take uh, the center at 19. Now, would you, it, let's say Linderbaum goes at like 14 to Baltimore. Is there a situation where you would want to take a Zion Johnson at that point? Or does that kind of, is that not where you're kind of looking like? Is Linderbaum sort of your guy? Well, no. I mean, I, I love Zion Johnson too because he fills in both uh, roles. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be guard and center. Yeah, that's that to me, I think, provides a ton of flexibility. Now, I'm fascinated to see where these guys go because I've heard Dean, I've heard Linderbaum. A lot of people are talking like they might slip out of the first round, and I would love that. Like, I'd be so mad <laughs> if the Jets traded away oh, both yeah. of those seconds and both those guys are Absolutely. there. And, like, we you know, we could have just traded away 10 for Debo. Like, I, I, real, I think Debo is where I'd like to go in some capacity. It's just a matter of, like, how you facilitate it. Now let's did say. You, oh, go on. Did you see that trade? There was an NFL Network person mm-hmm. who came up with the Jets trading number ten, number thirty-five, and the receiver they drafted last year. Oh, get the Debo. hell out of here! That would be horrible. I'd be so mad if we gave up Elijah Moore. Thirty-five, let alone throw in the guy who could be a Pro Bowl receiver. Dude, I just want no to mention that to you. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. That's Looney Tunes. There, you, there's yeah. no way. I I find it hard to believe that there's going to be a team that's going to give Debo thirty million dollars and give up two high picks. Like I really think thirty five and thirty eight could get that trade done. And it's a matter of do the Jets want to give up oh, both those picks plus the contract, or would they rather give up number ten? Or maybe it's a trade down, like you said at four. You get Jermaine Johnson at ten. You trade one of sixteen or nineteen for Debo Samuel. Maybe it's you know it's you know, 19 and a third or 19 and 38. And then you still have two firsts, a really high second and Debo Samuel. I that like would the trade. the best of everything. Dude. I really like the trade down option in conjunction with a Debo Samuel trade, a trade for Debo. Yep. Brother, Agreed. thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected <laughs> from the cockpit. Boys and girls, we got 49 minutes left in the show. You get three minutes on the clock after three minutes. <laughs> love it i love it i love draft time it's my favorite time of year call from eddie castellano eddie what's up brother welcome to the cockpit what's going on man what's going on i'm hanging in there i want to hear your thoughts what do you think the final prediction is going to be for the new york jets this is what i really hope to see happen all right you ready yeah, fire away. Number four, we're taking sauce because, you know, the AFC's got a lot of receivers in that division now. Oh, yeah. And we just need a good one-two punch. And I really like Bryce Hall as a three. If Bryce Hall's a three, even a two, he's a really good corner. He's not the number one guy. If we get sauce, DJ, and Bryce as the corner room, is locked up. Yeah, dude, that's that That would be an, an I wouldn't say elite, but that would be a really nice start to our secondary for sure. Just to get started for sure. Mm-hmm. Now, where would you go and with 10 if you take Sauce? Oh, 10 is going because you know we got to get Debo. Oh, That's okay. already out the window. I like that. Okay, so let's say 10 is Debo. Now you got 35 and 38 to work with. We got you... 35 and 38. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see one of those guys slip like Floyd or Nicobe Dean. But mm-hmm. I just don't see it happening. But if it does, that's like the best case scenario. 
Now, are right. you concerned at all with edge rusher? Because at this point, you're going into pick 38. I know, I know. Rusher. Not really at all. I believe in Cole coming back and having a good year, and uh, John Franklin Myers, he, he can do some good things. Now, do you think that John Franklin Myers, I've heard, like, a lot of fans want to kick him back into defensive tackle. Maybe you have some high hopes for Huff. What would you do at 38, then, if you're not looking at the edge rusher? I mean, honestly, with one of those two second rounds, I would take an edge rusher. Just matters who's there. Maybe Karloftis falls. I see that happening. I'm not sure yet, but really yeah. probably someone on the edge and then another secondary guy with those two second rounders. Hopefully Daxton Hill's there. I can see Daxton Hill falling. I sure. like Daxton Hill, Lewis Seen, and uh, what's the other one? I'm missing one there. Daxton There's Hill. a couple. Oh, Brisker. Draft Brisker. Back. There's the there's the other one. I really like Brisker. Brisker's the one I think I like the most. Then I would say Hill. Then I would say Seen. And I, I'd be I'd be pumped with that. If you could walk away in some capacity with Debo Samuel, Sauce Gardner, and a, like a top-end safety at the top of the second round, and you know maybe it's an edge rusher or something like that, like a Boye Mafe. Yeah, I, nobody top of the line, but there's still some solid guys back there. Yeah, the Jets need to but get four starters. Back, the defensive tackle should be good, honestly. Yeah, well, that's just it. I like, like Franklin Myers on the edge. I do love getting Vinny Curry back. That was a sneaky like pickup that I didn't see coming. I thought for sure he was. Yeah, a, I thought sure. I thought his injury he was, was a career ender. I thought it was like a blood disorder. Yeah, or I thought he like would have retired for sure. Was good shocked. To see him back. Absolutely shocked. If if he comes back and he's the player that you know we hoped he was last year, and you have Carl Loss coming back, maybe Edge isn't. The top ten it's pick. Exactly, we thought yeah, they're it was. overrated. I'm telling you. Yeah. I really want Saw. Like Sauce is that's the dude. He's gonna be the next Ramsey. I'm telling you. Dude, I really, really like Sauce, and I understand if we go Edge at four, but dude, it's like that's yeah, the player sure. I want. <laughs> I really want. The coin. Uh, yeah, Sauce brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. Boys and girls, you got three minutes on the clock. After three minutes. You get the chicken. How many people we got in this chat right now? We got close to 400 people in this chat. We only got 168 likes. Hit that like button if you're excited for the draft. Hit that like button if you enjoy the content. Helps other people maybe uh, follow the channel. Call from Malik. Malik, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up with it, man? Hey. Hanging in there. What I... Let's see, man. What, what I think, mm-hmm. what I think we should do. Man. I don't know, man. I like KT, man. The thing mm-hmm. is with KT, because we need speed on that on our defensive line, man. I, I want speed. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That's why I'm kind. KT is just his character. I don't think our locker room can take it, man. He's talented, man. I don't get it twisted. He's talented. I just don't think our locker room can handle it. You know. So I think we should get sauce. You know, yeah. a four. Yeah. Jermaine yeah. Johnson. Yeah, dude, that's 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 the combo of picks I really like, and I I understand the talent of KT because I'm right there with you. I think he's a talented dude, but it's just one of those things that you're building your culture such a way, and four is such a statement pick to go with KT. If there are any issues with you know his mindset or anything like that, I I just think it's a bad mix for sure. Now, if you go Sauce at four and you go Johnson at at ten, what are you thinking for thirty five and thirty eight? That's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'm gonna say. I feel like Joe Douglas knows whether or not he wants to take KT or not, you know. And I think that he might want to take KT, and he might he might want to surround him around veterans, 
he might be waiting to pick up a Tyron Matthew. Who knows? Because that's the only way we could take KT is if we had veteran players around him. So I think that we should take Sauce at, at four, at ten. I think we should remain. I think we should. I think we should try to trade. If we can't get Nicobe, if Nicobe thing doesn't fall, I think we should trade off more. I really do. I think we should. I think we should trade off more. I, I would take Nicobe Dean, and maybe we could take a wide receiver. I don't know, bro. I, I I'm just not. I'm just not high on the receivers in this class, and I think we should. We can get a bridge receiver. I really do. I think we should double up a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we should. I think we should double up with somebody like Dean and Chanel. That would be. A, that would be good for. Our I haven't heard that. So I. I'll be honest, I don't love doubling up at linebacker. The only position I would be okay doubling up at, I think, is edge rusher just because we don't know what's going to happen with Lawson. But if you can get a Nicobe Dean, like, he's my top linebacker. I really, really like Dean. Up. We shouldn't double up at edge. I'm going to tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because we got to save improvement for Carl Lawson. We got to save, save some improvement for him. Because if mm-hmm. we double up at Carl Lawson, you know, he, he's not going to be the vocal point of our defense. And we want him to grow. We want to save room for our, for our defensive line to grow. So well, I think that I, so I, I think you're I right. I, I I think the signing of Vinnie Curry, we have Huff, we've got John Franklin Myers. I think there's enough edge rushers now where you could go with a top end edge and not double dip, like you're saying. And I, before yeah. Tom runs out, I, I wanna I wanna try to I wanna say something. Sure. Hey, I think Jamison Williams is going to the I think Jamison Williams is gonna go to Atlanta and I think Gary Wilson is gonna fall to us and I would take him. You would take, I would it, take him. You would take Wilson I would at ten? Is that what you're saying? I would. I, yeah, I would. I would take Wilson at 10. He gives me Odell Beckham Jr. vibes. I'm I not going to lie. I do think that's his comp. I really do. He, he contorts his body in air the way Odell does. He's fast out of his breaks like Odell was. Like, I do like him. I just, I don't know. God, receiver's just such a weird spot for me. Like, I, I like a lot of the guys in this draft where I don't want to take one at 10. I, if they think they're going to take one at 10, I'd rather trade that 10 pick for Debo because I like that he's a proven guy. He knows our offense. Who cares about the money? Apparently, the salary cap is just not a thing. <laughs> I, care. I care about that. We should not be trying to pick for one. We shouldn't be mm-hmm. going to give up a draft pick and pay him $30 million. How are we going to find other players to make this a Super Bowl contender? If that's Dude, what everybody's saying that we see. I you know? thought there's no, there's no part of me that understands the cap anymore because I thought for sure I like had a really good understanding of the salary cap, like more than a lot of other people. And teams just find money out of nowhere. And the Jets don't have anyone. So if you're telling me you can't find money, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> but, brother, thank you, you so much for the call. Cold, and you I love cold, your man. thought process. It makes a ton of sense. Sauce and Jermaine is where I want to go, brother. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right. We're going to get back to the calls in just a second. Got a few uh, super chats popping up here. Uh, Pappy says Facebook jets are toxic. Like I said, we should move from four to one to get Hutchinson. Oh man, I really don't like that. Uh, they told me you're worst for try to trade up. What does that mean? I'm not sure what that means. Um, Facebook jets are toxic. Like I said, we should move from four to one. Look, I would not trade up from four. I think there is no value in that. There is no way I view Hutchinson as so much better than any of the other edge rushers that I'm willing to give up like an additional first. Like, I'm sorry. That's just not, not in the cards for me. Um, even if it was just like a top end second to move into the, like the number one overall pick, like there's, there's, there's just not, in, there's not one good player that I think is so clearly above everyone else that I would do that. Um, 
they told me your worst the tr the worst for tried trail yeah look i'm sorry i don't want to trade up <laughs> that's that's where i'm at brother i really i appreciate the input but i just i'm not there i don't i don't want the trade up i like our picks i love the trade down situations and i do like trading back into the first i'm okay with that i think there's a lot of value there who we got call from zach from jersey Zach from Jersey, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, what's going on, Ryan? How are you? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What do you think your final predictions are going to be for the New York Jets? Um, I think uh, sometimes Occam, Occam's Razors comes in. I think it'll be edge at four and wide receiver at ten. I mean, it seems simple and kind of boring, but I do think that's what will happen. Dude, that's that makes the most sense from a resource allocation standpoint. Like, we already have the quarterback. We got the left tackle. The next biggest positions from a like financial standpoint, it's edge rusher and it's wide receiver. Those are the top two. Yeah. And you could probably get a a top two edge rusher at four, and you could probably get a top one or two wide receiver at ten. I think it makes a lot of sense. For me, I would yeah. rather if we're trading or if we're gonna draft a receiver at ten, I would rather give up the pick uh, and go for Debo personally, uh, but I don't really want a wide receiver at 10. So if that's the route you go, are there players that you prefer to take at those two? And then how would you handle picks 35 and 38? Um, okay. So if, if Hutch and KT are not there at four, I, I start to question going edge there. Um, I mean, Jermaine Johnson, maybe, but I'd, you know, be a, a little less enthusiastic about that for sure. And at 10, I would absolutely love either Garrett Wilson or uh, James Williams. They're both studs. Yeah, those are the two that I would take at number 10 if you were to, to draft the wide receiver. Jamison Williams is the one I really, really like. I do like Traylon Burks if he falls to, like, the tail end of the first. I do think he has a lot of upside. Um, yeah. I agree. I like him too. I just don't know. I don't. I like so many of the wide receivers. And Greenbean and I have talked about this. There's so many good receivers that you can get in the second round. That like could sure. does it make more sense to get other players to surround the rest of your team, and then take your wide receiver a little later? What What would you do at 35 and 38 if you go edge and receiver with the first two picks? Okay, I am all over. Have you watched Brees Hall's highlight tape yet? Dude, he's so good. Dude. I, I really oh, like it. Dude. I, I like James Cook, so like I like him in the third more than Brees in the second, but I, I like Brees a lot. Uh, if we took him in the second, I would be so pumped. That uh, would be amazing. That's like the best thing you could do for a young quarterback. I mean, mm -hmm. offensive line solid. Mm -hmm. We're most likely going to have a solid wide receiver core. Tight ends are good. Get this kid a stud running back. We got the draft capital to do it. This is the luxury that you have when you have four picks in the top 40. Like, yeah. get him the best the best running back in the draft, and the guy, I'm telling you, that guy is going to take over games. It would be incredible. I love what he did at Iowa. Now, what would you do at 38, then? It's just a value pick. You know, someone's going to fall. There's going to be someone who's really good there, and, you know, we have the luxury of just kind of sitting around. Just say We have so many good picks. Just take whoever is good. So I would probably, really I, I would probably maybe flip-flop that. I would say whoever's best at 35, because I don't see the Giants or Texans necessarily taking a running back at 36 or 37, so I think Brees would probably still be there at 38. Um, is there a position you hope for maybe with that pick? Maybe not a specific one. Uh, 
I mean, if Linderbaum falls, I'm all over that. But yeah. I do think that we can get some a good linebacker with one of those two picks in the second round. I mean, I would prefer that. But if there's any other position, like a guy that was supposed to go in the teens or the 20s who falls, just grab him. Like, imagine if we could come out of this draft with, like, four first-round talents. I think it's a realistic possibility. I think there's three or four quarterbacks that are going to go, and you're just going to see, like, guys drop into the second round. Matt and I have talked about it. There's like 45 guys that are considered first round talents. So you're going to get two first round picks that are on four year contracts of 35 and 38. But brother, thank you so much for your call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. What's up, Green Bean? I see you in the chat. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Call from John Rosen from Rockland. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan. Long time no speak. I, I am very happy to see all the success your channel has had. And I think the last time we spoke, um, we were talking about Marcus May and the franchise tag. Ooh, wow. So how do you how do you like... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the timer off for just a second because a little reminisce. What, uh, how do you like what happened with the Marcus May situation overall? Well, it couldn't have worked out better. I was sad to see he was involved with the DUI situation because he was such a great player mm. and a great leader. And, and I would have liked to see him in a Jets uniform again this year. He's an upgrade over the current guys, but I, I think it played out uh, well for Joe Douglas' team there. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, let's talk a little draft. What do you think is going to happen coming up here in the next 72 hours? I have to tell you, I think Joe Douglas will do the right thing. He'll take a defensive upgrade at number four mm-hmm. and a receiver at number 10. But I, I don't think he's finished with the fireworks. I think he'll come back up in the first round like he did for AVP last year. And I think we're going to come out with a special trophy, which would, would be my favorite, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Linderbaum, Ooh. as a man who wears a Nick Mangold jersey to about every game. Dude, I have... That I would say Jet fans' favorite prospect across the board from like the start of football season to now, Jet fans have loved the center position. They love Mawai, they love Mangold, and Linderbaum is like the fantasy for New York Jet fans right now. And I don't think anyone is advocating taking him in the top 10, but dude, falling to the second round or back end of the first, I wouldn't hate it. I really wouldn't hate it. I like him a lot. And to me, it, I don't think the Jets like McGovern. I think there's enough smoke around them looking for Jensen, Bozeman, interviewing Linderbaum, testing out uh, Zion Johnson at center. I think there's a lot of smoke there, and I think they're they're definitely looking to move on from him. Um, oh, man, that would be cool. Well, I hope so, because that would leave us with our best offensive line since the championship team. And I honestly, it might even be better assuming that Beckton, uh, you know, pans out the way he's supposed to. But, you know, the, the unfortunate thing about our fourth overall pick is I really do think, you know, the offensive tackles are the best players available there. But just for the Jets, it's just it's just not right to take one of those tackles at this point. So, uh, you know, I think that's what they'll do. They'll take a swing on a pass rusher. I hope mm-hmm. the receivers, Jameson Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really do because he's the deep threat. He's the Tyree kill. Mm-hmm. And as far as Debo goes, you know, they got Eli Moore and they have Berrios. So, you know, it's sort of what Debo is good at. Uh, they're not Debo. They'll never be Debo. But mm-hmm. you know what? Maybe take the guy that's the best team fit, 
and you know replace Corey Davis with a true number one and and let's roll into this season and um, weather out the storm with the Bills and the Dolphins uh, blowing their load and then hope we can make a real run uh, in 2023 at at a real championship because I can't take it anymore. Dude, and that's it's, uh, the great hope. I want to. That's the walk in the future. Dude, I love it. Thank you so much. I really want to see the Jets come away with some competent football at the tail end of the season. Like, I don't care what the record winds up being, but I want to see in the hunt, you know, into December. Like, I really do. I I want to see some competitive football. And Debo, to me, I wouldn't hate Debo at all. Hold on. I'm going to get to a a super chat here, and then we'll go back to the phone calls. Uh, Look, for me, if we're going receiver at 10, I really like Jameson Williams, but I think I would prefer trading 10 for Debo over taking a receiver just because of how fast the transition is going to be, like knowing the playbook. You're going to instantly know what you have in Zach Wilson. I think there's a good shot the Jets trade down from four. Then with one of those picks they pick up, whether it be 16, 19, 20, something like that, trading that for Debo, uh, and then maybe pick 38 or something along those lines. Uh, And that might be a little more enticing than giving up a top 10 pick for him. Uh, but I don't know, dude. It's it's fascinating. Uh, Pappy drops in, says, "Are the 49ers willing to give up on Debo?" I don't think they're willing to give up on Debo. And we heard John Lynch say, "I can't even imagine trading Debo Samuel." And look, if you're a GM, that's what you should say for all the players, regardless of if you want to trade them or not. Look, Jamal Adams, he's going to be a lifetime Jet. We're not trading Jamal. Well, we traded him. <laughs> you know, Odell Beckham. We're not trading Odell. Two weeks later. Odell's gone. Just because they're saying they can't imagine giving up on Debo Samuel or trading Debo Samuel doesn't mean they are not going to trade him. I'd be surprised if he played for them next year. I really would. All right, boys and girls. Call the numbers on the screen. Call from Mark. Mark, what's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Wow. That was surprising. I've been asking a lot of calls. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. Talk to me, brother. What's on your mind? That's the last one. Everyone's trying to get in. Great show. <laughs> we got one more call. This last one before the draft. We're going to do one more call-in show after the draft, and then I take my hiatus for the summer. <laughs> Talk to nah, me. No, thank you. Um, I was, so I think I think the perfect draft is Cave on Thibodeau at four. Okay. Um, if because I just saw, I don't know if you saw it today, that um, at the draft meet, uh, the draft interview with John Lynch, mm-hmm. he said that there's no way he sees Debo leaving. Like he just goes out and before game sees him throwing, throwing the balls with the fans, and he mm-hmm. can never see, like he can't see a player like that leaving. So I don't even, I don't know. Take it as it is. It might be smokescreen, mm-hmm. but I don't I, know. I don't. I think it's definitely more. him wanting to keep the value high because Debo has said he doesn't want to play there. I don't know if you saw the video of Debo in the nightclub, but they were holding up a sign, like a billboard sign that said, like, Debo staying in San Francisco or Debo staying a 49er. And they zoomed in on, like, someone was zooming in on Debo, and Debo was, like, doing the, the cutthroat, like, uh-uh, not happening. So I, I really don't think he wants to be there. And then it's just a matter of do the 49ers just say, hey, tough cookies, like, you're just going to stay? I don't know. But what do you want to yeah, see I happen think if with he the, gets- if if you if you wind up getting KT at four, what do you want to do at ten? Is it receiver? 
If, yeah. I mean, no, I don't want to take receiver at 10. Unless it's Jameson Williams, okay. which that's like the only... Jameson Williams and Debo are the only ones at 10. But if Sauce is there, mm-hmm. I don't care about Jameson Williams. Anybody, Sauce, I'm sprinting. Dude, if, if we wound up coming away with KT at 4 and Sauce at 10... That would be so wild. Like I really, I have a really hard time thinking that Sauce is going to get past the Giants at seven, because I think they want the top end corner. Like you look at the the way, uh, oh God, Wink Martindale has built that Ravens defense. They use top corners. You look at the way Dable came from Buffalo, and they have white and they have like that stacked secondary like i just find it hard to believe he gets past them so i think if you want sauce i think it's gotta be at four which is like tough because i do think edge is the more critical position for sure yeah and then at 35 i think it has to be it it depends because it has to be one of the like if nicobe dean or linderbaum falls Mm -hmm. then you have to take them if not then you go receiver because I, that, if sauce, if there's sure. a receiver at 10, mm-hmm. then you take best player available at 35, which Brisker mm-hmm. or whoever falls like that. And at 38, you flip-flop. So like, let's say you don't take safety at 35. I think Brisker the, or Daxton Hill. Oh, that would be great. I, I really, really um, like safety at the top of the second round. I love Hill. I love Brisker. I like seeing, I like Petrie, like any one of those guys or a linebacker in some capacity. Big fan. Brother, thanks so much for the call. You have been ejected from the cockpit. Boys and girls, you got three minutes on the clock. We only have 26 minutes of this call-in show. Last call-in show before the uh, the NFL draft. Let's get your voices heard. Call from Thomas. Hey, what's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Talk to me. Well, what do you want to see happen for the top picks for the New York Jets? I think at four, we have to go sauce. I think he's the best corner available and the best plays available. And I think if you want that Bob and Salah defense, we need to have a good corner. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you want to see happen at and 10, then? Jermaine Johnson, I, feel, I think every, if we don't draft an edge at four, I can guarantee we're going to get him at 10, if he's available, which is going to be. And then for 35 and 38? Um, uh, it's Lindemann. I love Lindemann as a player. He, I think he has the potential to be a top five player in this class. I'm not saying he's going to be, but... Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's tough, right? Because the position is so... I, you don't see center go very high. Like the, the highest center I've seen go, I think, is Humphrey. And I want to say he went somewhere around 17 or 20... Um, so like tail end of the first beginning of the second, I I think it's tough to see like, I, I think if the Bengals are still sitting there at 31, I really think center might be their pick. And I think that's where Linderbaum goes. And then if the Jets want Zion Johnson, if he hadn't gone in the first round, then I think they might pull the trigger on him at 35. Um, yeah. Is there another player at, say, 38 that you're hoping, or at least a, a position, maybe? Wide receiver or safety, I want. Now, do you want to trade for Debo, or are you, like, totally off the Debo train you'd rather go with the draft? I don't know. I, I feel like the thing with Debo is that I don't know. 
if they're going to trade him, we may have to give up more than a 10 pick. I, mm. I think some teams really, really want him. Everybody really, really wants him. And it, it could go much higher than I would even trade it. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Like, I would give up. If we're going to draft a receiver at 10, if that's what the Jets are thinking, I would rather give up 10 for Debo. And that might be what we wind up seeing come draft time. Like, if the Jets get their edge rusher at 4, then maybe they're okay trading 10 for Debo. If they don't get their edge rusher at 4, and they say, hey, we're getting sauce or we're trading down, then maybe they're getting their edge rusher at 10, and then you wind up trading 1 of 16, 19, or 20, or whatever that trade down wound up being for Debo. So I think it's it's kind of like a here's what we have going on based on you know the the picks we have available and, and where we wind up falling after players get to us. I love it, brother. Thank you so much for the calling. You have been ejected from the cockpit. I love it. Who we got? Call from Jason. Jason, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. Hey, Ryan, how are we doing this evening? I am not doing too bad. I'm ha- I'm hanging in there. I'm doing well. I'm almost done with my second sour monkey, and it's knocking me for a loop right now. <laughs> so I apologize <laughs> if I start slurring my words. I bet, Talk I to bet, me. I what? bet talking about the Jets this much as you oh, do does that, does dude, that to you. But I, I want to propose an idea for you, and just hear me out. You can hate me for it. Nope, let's you, hear it. I love listening it. may hate me. <laughs> I love just it. Just hear me out. Okay. How would you feel? Mm-hmm. We trade 10 for Debo. Okay. And... We trade back four with the Saints. I love that. So that's actually, I was just kind of like inferring that. Depending on how the top three picks go, I think it might be one of those situations where you say Sauce is the pick at four if you can't get the Mm -hmm. trade down, or if you can get the trade down that you want, I think that's the move they make. And I don't know if it's necessarily trading 10 for Debo. It might be drafting your edge at 10. And then exactly, and then trading sixteen or nineteen or twenty or one of those picks for Debo okay, in conjunction yeah. with another pick. But what would you in do with those with sixty nine or something? Yep, exactly. So what would you do with those other picks you wind up getting in a trade down situation? Okay, so in my opinion, if what if we you know trade you know like I said we trade ten for Debo, just kind of making it a little bit more basic. Sure, I'd say with sixteen, mm-hmm. we should go Ed Rusher. Okay. If Jermaine Johnson's available, then take him 100%. If if Trayvon Walker falls that low, I don't think he will. But, mm-hmm. You know, if he does take him, Carl Office, I think Edge is definitely the position we can all agree on that mm-hmm. we need the most out sure. of the draft. Absolutely. And then 19, uh, 19, I would either say uh, Linderbaum or uh, N'Kobe Dean. If you want to go Devin Lloyd, great. The, you know, mm-hmm. I trust uh, Douglas, uh, Joe Joey D and Salah to see, you know, which uh, linebacker they have on their big board. Yeah, but, dude. Uh, either or. I, I would uh, say Linderbaum. you are speaking my language. Like, this is that is <laughs> kind of where I'm looking. Like, I, I really like making the pick at four if you can get an elite player. Yep. But I do think moving down and getting the extra draft picks. Like, for me, I would prefer the Steelers trade because you wind up getting someone okay. like a, a Claypool that might solve your wide receiver need. But then you also yeah. get a 2023 first in the event you really got to, like, make some moves in that draft. So I, 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 I like that. Now, where would you go at, say, 35 and 38, 38, 35 and 38 if we wind up holding on to those yeah. picks? 35? I mean, I still – I think we should go um, – I, I can't remember his first name, but the safety Frisker 
Oh, yeah, Jaquan Brisker. I really like, like him. him out of Penn State. I like him a lot. Mm-hmm. And then 38, if if he falls that low, I say we take Zion Johnson and I use him as a good, it. at least play behind McGovern for a mm-hmm. year and have him, you know, be a good depth piece for in center mm-hmm. and in guard. I think it's a, it's a, it's stupid if you don't do something like that. Now that's just my opinion, of course, but no, I, I'm I'm pretty firmly that would be probably the best scenario. I I completely agree. I think if you can get your if you could wind up say getting an edge rusher at ten, you trade let's say sixteen for Debo, nineteen mm-hmm. you get either a Linderbaum or a Nakobe Dean, and then yep. you wind up getting someone like a Brisker, and you know, a Zion Johnson. I think Zion Johnson. Yeah is the preferred pick between him and Linderbaum. It's a weird sort of scenario yep. in my head, but I really, I, I get the feeling that they like the positional flexibility. And I think it allows you to maybe hold on to McGovern for a year. Let him yep. learn the right way. Cause ideally the way you want to go with your picks, you you don't want to get to the point where you're like, Hey, this draft pick, regardless whether it's first pick or second round pick or whatever, you would like to have them sit for a season to learn the game and then exactly. come in hitting oh. the ground running. Brother, thank you so much yep. for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. I saw my buddy hashtag sports in there. What's up, Mario or Paul? He said, just putting this out there, Jets will finish second in the AFC East. Boom. Ugh. Second to who? Love you, dude. Mishy, we got to link up soon. Who we got? Call from Mike. Tick. Mike, 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 Mike. Welcome to the cockpit. How's it going, Ryan? I'm hanging in there. Talk to me. What do you want to see happen for the Jets this draft? I mean, I want to see us grab Kayvon. I don't know if you saw. There was a report that we're, like, very fascinated with Jermaine Johnson. I did see that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you see Joe Blewett. He's, like, not very high on Jermaine. Dude, he's and, not high um, on Jermaine Kayvon. at all. He, he really likes Trayvon Walker. He doesn't like Jermaine Johnson. And I'm, like, totally perplexed because I trust Joe, but I, I just – I really like Jermaine Johnson a lot. Yeah, like he said he, – I remember he said on his stream, if they drafted Jermaine four, he wouldn't – I don't think he would stream. <laughs> He'd be so mad. He'll If we draft Jermaine Johnson at four – he will be popping into the live stream during the draft. Like, like there's no way he's going to be able to contain himself. He, he told me he's coming on either uh, Friday or Saturday, but I think he'll call in and he'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah. So what do you want to see if we go KT at four? What do you want to see happen at 10? I mean, perfect. in the ideal world, I would trade for Debo, but mm-hmm. most likely I would take... Um, Jameson Williams, his speed is another level. I really like Jameson Williams a lot. I before he got injured, I actually I had Joe Blewett on the stream that Williams got injured because we were watching it, you know, together kind of, and watching him go down with that injury just crushed me because I thought for sure he was the best wide receiver in this class. I still think he is the best wide receiver in this class. Um, so yeah, taking him at ten, I have no problem. Now at thirty-five and thirty-eight. Well, hold on. Before I get to that, would you trade 10 for Debo if you could, or would you prefer Jamison Williams? I would trade 10 for Debo. You hope Jamison could become as good as Debo. Okay, okay. So at 35 and 38, what positions are you looking for and what players you have in mind? I'm looking at 
safety, I think we need another starter, so probably Brisker. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at linebacker probably, maybe. Mm-hmm. I heard Nakobe Dean. They're not expecting him to go in the first round, which is so surprising to me. I'm I would take him. shocked. Dude, when after the – I don't know if it was the championship game or if it was just before that. I was on Richie's stream. Dude, I love Nakobe Dean. I really do. If he's there in the second, I'm taking him. No questions asked. Yeah. I have a practice on draft night. I think I have to miss that. Your stream is the priority. Ah, I love it, dude. I like... Yeah. You'll be able to come back and just see, like, what's going on. Got to keep it on the, you know... I would I would call out. I'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm sick. I can't. <laughs> can't go to practice. <laughs> yeah. There's no way. My one buddy that works with me at, at, at the golf course, he's just like, hey, I'm supposed to be closing that day. Uh, there's another guy closing with me. Any chance I could get out for the draft? I was like, dude, I screwed up. I know you're a Jet fan. Your boy's got to hook you up. <laughs> you got to be able to see the draft. But, uh, dude, thank you so much for the call, and I appreciate it, as always. You're You've been ejected here. from the cockpit. Boys and girls, we got 15 minutes left. You got three minutes on the clock after three minutes. That's it. You're out of here. You got three minutes to plead your case. Who we got? Call from Scott. What's up, Scott? Welcome to the cockpit. What's going on, man? Ah, dude, I am hanging in there. Talk to me. What are your Perfect. final predictions Perfect. for the New York Jets? All right, man. So, at four, I think we got to get the second best player in this draft, and that's Sauce Gardner. Ah, I, I love it. He's got a, <laughs> okay. he's got a swagger mm-hmm. um, about him and just the length, the skill. Come on, like. We saw Cromarty in the jersey, and with that length and everything, it, he'd fit right in. Oh, um, you, I would you, and really then, love that. Now, at 10, are you going edge? you going receiver? What's your what's your feeling? Honestly, the, besides yeah. Thibodeau and Hutchinson, I'm not in love with any of these edge rushers. At 10, I, and I understand the importance of the position, but I think at 10, if he's available, I, I know it's not liked, but I would go Kyle Hamilton. I think the chance to get two blue chippers, in the first round, you can't deny that. And but the only reason I'm comfortable with that because at 35, there's a guy, uh, the Penn State edge rusher, Ebikidi. I think he's really fluid. I think he'd fit right into the system perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then at 38, I actually think uh, with Solace track record at how he develops linebackers, the guy for us should be Quay Walker because his length, his uh, athleticism, mm-hmm. he's just kind of raw, but I think Sala could bring the best and make him an all-pro. Dude, there's three Georgia linebackers that I would be totally cool with taking, and Kobe Dean's at the top of my list, but Quay Walker is definitely up there too. I like Brisker a lot. I think safety at the top end of the second is probably more my preference than Hamilton at 10. Hamilton just like – I think he's a good player, and I think he'll do well. But I think there's so many other positions for the New York Jets that I, I have a hard time really pulling the trigger on, on him in the top ten. Now, is there any situation I, I where you would want to trade for Debo or no? Oh, I would love Debo. I would love to have Debo Samuel. I, he'd, fit, he'd fit right into the system. I'd run the same thing. Here. Uh, and if you give Zach just another weapon, like, because if Zach doesn't work, then, like, what are we doing? You know, so... Give him every chance. I would, I would give a ten for sure, maybe like one eleven as well. But brother, I love yeah, you. I'm the going. kid's screaming in the background. Take care of your baby, brother. It means so much to me. You've been ejected from the cockpit. All right, Mario. I know you've been calling. I see you. I'm gonna give you a call right now. You better pick up. 
Hello, you've reached nine four zero six six seven zero. Hold on. What Please the heck? Name Hold on. Let's let's try that again. Where's where's my boy Mario? Come on, dude. Trying to call you. Oh, someone calling. Oh, good. We're calling someone. Hello, you've reached nine. Oh! I'm gonna keep trying. No, ah! nope, that's not it. Sorry. I'm trying to get Mario. We'll get him. We'll get him. Oh, there we go. Phone call's going through. There he is. Oh, Mario, what's up, brother? How you doing? How are we doing, my loyal Jets fan, Rhino, chat? How you guys doing tonight? Dude, it's a long time no talk. <laughs> I got to get you on the channel. We'll talk a little post-draft stuff afterwards. But uh, how you doing, brother? How you been? Just chilling with all the passengers in the cockpit tonight. I, I had a couple minutes. I was doing some grades. As you know, I'm a teacher, Hell first yeah. and foremost, before I'm a Bills fan. So I had to... Uh, I know, guys, don't get mad in the chat. He is talking to a Bills fan. It's all right. Don't worry <laughs> it's, about it. <laughs> dude, Mario and I met each other up in Buffalo and legitimately such a great guy. Him and Paul over on Hashtag Sports, if you guys want to follow a division rival and keep a little insight into what's going on over there, these guys are absolutely awesome. I really, really love what they're doing over there, and they're just good dudes. So, Mario, what uh, do you think the Jets should do that. at the top of this draft, and what are the, what are the Bills looking at doing? Uh, the Bills are, you know, as we know, as you know, we're at, they're at 25. But the thing that's, that's really going on in Buffalo right now is, is the is the uh, Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds de uh, debacle that's going on because you, are you going to put a fifth-year tender on, on Edmonds? Are you going to franchise tag him? Are you going to sign him long-term? That Von Miller contract really ate into both of their contracts along with the Stephon Diggs extension. Sure. So as far as Buffalo goes, that's how it goes, which brings me that's, – that's the segue I wanted to make over to the Jets. You guys have four premium picks mm -hmm. that are great to be traded for talent right now. So here's yep. what you can do. Mm -hmm. You can either keep all of those picks, stay where, exactly where you are, get some high talent, and then get all of those guys and develop them. I love, the, I love your head coach over there. I love the, mm -hmm. what the Jets are doing. I'm actually a little bit jealous of what they're doing. But then, <laughs> that being said, everything that's going on. Or, because here's what's going to happen. Let's mm -hmm. say you hit on four picks and he's, he's able to develop them the way they are. Sure. In four years, what are you going to do? Yeah, what do you, you can't that, keep them all. That's a good we, problem, we're, though. We're like, that's, that. like I get it, but that's the that's a good problem to have. Now, I'm with you. I do think we should trade for proven talent. Like for me, Debo Samuel, if you can trade just the ten pick for him, if you were going to use that on a receiver anyway, it's a home run. Pay the money. Who gives a shit? You still have four. You still have thirty-five, thirty-eight. I think there's a realistic shot the Jets are trading down from four and going to trade one of those picks for Debo and still have a bunch of picks anyway. Well, you got two things working in your favor. The fact that they have that relationship already, the Jets and the Niners, because yep. of Silla. You already have that relationship. Um, he would be going outside of your conference, which mm -hmm. is another bonus. A lot of guys don't want to trade inside their conference, especially their division. So sure. you do have that relationship. I would say I, would keep, I think the Jets, my prediction is they're going to keep three out of those four. I think they they probably are going to keep four and ten, mm -hmm. and they're going to get run of the, get rid of one of the second rounders because by that point the draft will have shaped itself out. They're they're going to be like, listen, because we got to remember, and the chat needs to know this, and all the passengers in the cockpit, you guys got to know this. There's only fifteen to eighteen guys that these teams rate in the first round as first round talent. So if you don't rate a guy in the first round and he's not there and he's not there going to get to be your needs. Maybe maybe the tenth pick is the one that they get rid of because they're like, mm -hmm. okay, we got what we needed it for. We didn't expect this guy to be there. 
Mm-hmm. But now this other guy's there. Hold on a second. You know, so I could see them trading uh, 10 out, or I could more than likely I could see them trading one of the second rounders back mm-hmm. to try to get more assets for the following year. I could see them doing that for the next year. So what Green Bay and I have kind of talked about is I love the idea of going, you know, if it's edge rusher at four, I completely understand. I would love to go sauce at four. I love the I love the cornerback. I think he's I absolutely incredible. Dude, He I think he's really good. If you get him at four... You get your edge rusher at 10, like a Jermaine Johnson or a Loftus, someone like that, and then you wind up going at pick 35 and 38 and trying to figure out what you're going to do there. And that's that's the interesting piece of this whole puzzle. Like I would rather, if, we're gonna, if we don't want to trade for Debo and we're looking at drafting a receiver, if it's not Jameson Williams at 10, I would rather trade back into the first, give up, say, a second and a third, and move up to like... 25 26 27 28 somewhere in that realm somewhere before the chiefs yeah, and the packers yeah. pick and i think you wind up getting at least two wide receivers better than the 35th pick uh and i think you also kind of eliminate the chance of someone leapfrogging you to like 32 33 34 um because they know you're going to take a receiver like the jets have been all in on a receiver this year as far as trades go with tyree kill with amari cooper with calvin ridley so i think Moving up for receiver, whether it be Christian Watson, George Pickens, uh, Jahan Dotson, like there's a lot of good receivers I really like in this draft. Now, does, does the fact that Soleil came from mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers that they were they always loaded up on first round talent all mm-hmm. the time? Mm-hmm. He currently is starting two fifth round picks at corner. Mm-hmm. What would you do if they decided to go sauce at four and booth at ten? Ooh, what? No they way. They just got Not both happen. of them. No, no if way they, that happens. I'm, so, I'm let, just putting no, it out no, there. No, no, I know no, it's crazy. No, no you're wrong. It's, it's you, you are crazy. <laughs> it's not happening. Because, look, Jet fans are already, like, fired up. Like, I've got a bunch of people that are like, yo, Sauce is the best player in the draft or a top two player. Like, let's get him at four. Like, I can convince some people of that. But two corners? Dude, there's, like, we play the zone system. Like, as much as I think corners a need for this team, we signed DJ Reed from Seattle. So, like, I do think the corners are locked down if you get sauce and you move Bryce Hall to the third corner. You got Michael Carter in the slot. I think they're locked in there. Now, there's an outside shot of maybe, like, sauce and Hamilton, and I really don't like that because I don't think you should touch safety in the top of the first round. But I think if you go sauce, I think you got to go edge. Because we don't know what we have in Carl Lawson. Like, the torn Achilles is a big, big, big fear. We re-signed Vinnie Curry. You bring back uh, Bryce Huff. I think there's a lot of interest in the defensive tackles because you got Solomon Thomas, you have Quinnen Williams, you have John Franklin Myers, you have uh, Sheldon Rankins. Like, there's a lot of depth there. But I think you need an edge rusher. I think four or ten, one of those picks should be an edge rusher. If we go two corners, you're going to see me flipping my desk. Like, I know you're going to be doing your own stream, but I'm going to be punching babies. Like, <laughs> just, just swinging. I'm going to be so mad. For those, of you, for those of you that haven't seen me come on Ryan's channel at all or anything that's been going on, we've done streams in the past. We've talked a lot off, off the air. Mm-hmm. I always got to throw a wrench into the chat, and he knows this. And that, was, that was my wrench. He I walks in, he goes, one. click. Throws a hand grenade right into the room. Mario, I love you, brother. I hope you guys suck this year. I hope you don't have any injuries, but I hope you really do bad. I love you. I'm going to eject you from the cockpit. I'm going to try and get one more call. Get me out of here. Dude, I can't wait to see what you guys do in the draft. Thank you so much, brother. Boom! You're out of here! Seriously, if you guys haven't hung out with the, uh, the hashtag guys, Paul and Mario in the car, great dudes. Uh, 
Green Empire Lawn Care dropped in with Super Chat. I apologize. Just getting to this now. Uh, he says, what if we snag Linderbaum at 35? I love the idea of getting Linderbaum at 35. Absolutely love it. 35 with Linderbaum or Zion Johnson. Either one. Either one. No problem. If you get Sauce and then an edge rusher at 10, oh, God, man, there's just so many ways to go. <laughs> you need a receiver, but, dude, oh, Linderbaum or Zion Johnson at 35, you're never going to get me upset with taking a center. I just I, Clearly, I love the center position, and Nick Mangold is someone that embodies every bit of the New York Jets that I, I really like. Uh, so Green Tree or Green Empire Lawn Care, I'm with you. All right. We got three minutes left. We're going to take one more phone call. If you guys haven't hit the like button, hit the like button. It definitely helps out the channel. We got 220 likes, nearly 300, or we got over 350 people in here. Who we got? Call from Alec. Alec! What's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. No, this is crazy. Two times in a week I called you. I never get picked up on. Um, okay, <laughs> well, my friend. I'm glad you're here. Uh, so talk to me. What do you want to do with the draft? I, I, I have a question for you, right? Again, because I called, I called you about a week ago. I told you I don't know a ton about college players. I'm very – I know the Jets' needs are, but I don't know how to fill them, right? Sure, sure. So i, I got to pose this to you. Okay. Um, in, in terms of a team-building mentality, right, mm -hmm. we're likely coming in third or fourth in the division next year. Okay. Right. Yeah. And look, if I, I if I had to put, I if I had to put money somewhere, I'd say fourth. Right. We're okay. gonna have a high pick next year as well. Mm -hmm. So how does that weigh into what you want to do this year? Do you mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable taking, um, like double dipping somewhere this year because we're gonna have a high pick next year? Do you want to double dip somewhere this year for These, next year's draft? I don't know. These Help are me out. Great questions. Okay, so here's my thought process. So I really like, as much as I want Sauce at four, I love the idea of trading out of four to the Steelers because I think they're going to be bad next year. Regardless of who they wind up taking, I would rather get the first this year, have two firsts at 10 and 20, maybe a Chase Claypool, so that sort of helps us at the wide receiver room and we can kind of see what we like in Corey Davis and Chase Claypool, and then you still have Elijah Moore Barrios and the, and the tight ends. So I really like. So you're that. Are, you, are you a big Chase Claypool fan? I I feel I, like I've heard you say this a ton the last week. I've, so I've said it a lot. My preference is trading down with a team that allows us to get a receiver. So if you trade down with the Saints, I do expect one of those two first round picks at 16 or 19 mm -hmm. to be a wide receiver. If you trade down with the Steelers, the benefit is you're getting a wide receiver like a Deontay Johnson or a Chase Claypool plus a first this year. I was going to say, I think I'd personally, prefer, I personally prefer Deontay Johnson. I don't I'm, know I'm if what you saw with Chase, but I've heard his name a lot more. So. so I'm totally fine with that, and it depends what they wind up liking. Because I can understand if they don't like Claypool and they don't like Deontay Johnson. Like, if that's the case, fine, no problems, no, no issues there. But I do think, mm -hmm. getting back to, to your main question, if you can – look towards next year's draft. Like I do think there's the Jets have the second hardest schedule in the NFL. I think there's a realistic shot that there were we're somewhere at like the seven and ten range, nine and eight, and that probably puts you top thirteen ish, fourteen ish maybe, uh, in the draft. And I do think the Steelers are gonna be really bad. Like even regardless of who they get, I think they're gonna wind up being a top ten pick. So I that's sort of the route I like looking regardless of how you feel about Claypool. I think we have so many people on this team 
from like a receiver standpoint. Like I like Corey Davis. I like Braxton Barrios. I like Elijah Moore. I, I have mm-hmm. hope for Denzel Mims. And oh, you can't. That, that's why. That well, it's a delusion that we hope for him this man. It's. I think <laughs> it's fine to have hope for him, but I think it's reasonable to understand that you can't rely on him. And for me, okay, if, that's if, fair. If you have someone like a Claypool and Mims competing against each other, I'm all right with that for right now. And to your point, getting a higher first round pick next year, I think Salah and Douglas are here regardless of what happens this year. We could bomb out. I I do think they're going to be back next year. So for me, I think if you pass on corner this year, then I definitely think corner is an elite priority next year, like for sure. And then I do think tackle could be depending on how that's handled. You don't don't think safety is more important than corner? I would like if you pass on one like this year. No, no, no. I, I, I do think safety is more important than corner, for sure. But I would take Sauce over Hamilton early in this draft, and I would take... Do that. I'm, I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah and I would take okay. Daxton Hill or Brixker or um, Petrie or Scene, someone like that. Like, I, I do think there's, with the addition of Whitehead and Joyner coming back, I do think you can push safety a little bit further down. Um, mm-hmm. I do think we wind up getting I mean, a linebacker this year. I, it's weird. I, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of just such a big loss from a few years ago. Like our safeties being Mark, uh, Marcus May and Jamal Adams. So who the hell, who the hell are they going to be? <laughs> like, well, coming well, that's just it. I, I really like LaMarcus Joyner. He, I was super high on him last year because I thought when he came from the Raiders, he played the, the nickel position a lot. And that was just not the position mm-hmm. he was meant to play. And he was like an elite safety prior to that so you bring him in now he's got the what do you have a torn acl or or whatever it was um you bring him in this year i'm not expecting a crazy year but i'm expecting upgraded safety production based on what we had last year and then you bring in whitehead so those two guys in conjunction with davis and in conjunction with a second round pick i think those four could create a good safety tandem and i think by the end of this year you'll have an idea of do you want to bring back Joiner, or are you okay with one of Davis or the rookie that you bring in in the second round? As far as needs for next year, I think next year there is a realistic possibility we're taking another edge rusher because I do think we're getting an edge rusher in one of uh, four or ten, and if Lawson just bombs out, like let, let's say the healing doesn't go the way we had planned and he just does not perform the way we want, Edge rusher could absolutely be one of our needs at the top of the draft next year too. So it's can I can I, can I throw one last question at, at you before you kick me out of the cockpit? Absolutely. Um, so if we if we drafted KT at four, right? Sure. Um, and then I forget I forget his first name. Is it because we we had the goddamn corner a few years ago, uh, <laughs> Tremaine Johnson? Yeah. yeah, what, yeah. What's, um, Jermaine Johnson. Uh, yeah. What's it called? Um, if we win both of those edges with our first two picks, how how upset would you be if we double dipped in the top ten on those guys? I don't hate it. Um, I so it's not where I would prefer to go, but I do think four and ten. Four. It, it allows us a little flexibility for a luxury. So if if we like receiver in the second round, like I do think edge and receiver are our top two needs. So depending on how <laughs> we want to handle receiver, like let's say thirty five, thirty eight get traded for Debo and you, you solve that need. Then if you want to double dip at edge rusher, because you want to rotate guys through, 
I'm fine with that, but I do think the re-signing of Vinny Curry, you have Huff coming back. I do think a top edge rusher is coming in, and I think you have Carl Lawson. I don't know if I see the double dip at edge at this point, um, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't hate it. I'll say it that way. I really I want to find a way to get sauce. I want to find a way to get an edge rusher at 10, and then I love the idea of getting a receiver, whether it be trading for Debo or you know moving up a little bit to get a guy. Uh, in the first round. Brother, thank you so much for the call. You've been ejected from the cockpit. You're out of here! All right, boys and girls. Oh, man, someone just dropped a dislike. Little do you know, I can see exactly who it is, and it is interesting. (laughs) It's someone who's been on the... I shouldn't say on the channel, but someone who I've seen in the chat quite a few times. All right, boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. You guys, we have our Talking Jets panel tomorrow. We're going to be having a lot of fun. A lot of fun tomorrow getting up to all your questions we have our live stream of the draft all three days thursday friday saturday we got a bunch of guests coming on we got sabo blue it sack exchange we got nyj today we got jake asman richie from jets media ali um i'm probably missing some other guys in there luke uh boy green from uh heavy.com dude we got a bunch of guys bunch of dudes coming on Really, really looking forward to it. I am so excited for the NFL draft. I literally lose my cool like every year. <laughs> and you're going to see our honest reactions, good, bad, or different. And each one of us, we're going to have our little uh, our list of players that we hope to pick at each pick just before the selection happens. So you'll be able to see what winds up happening and what our reactions are based on what we feel is going to happen. But boys, it's been a lot of fun. We're going to have one more call-in show after the draft so I can get all your thoughts. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S! Where are you going to be on drafting? I don't think people realize just how many people are coming on over these three days. It's nice to know that our general manager actually has a plan. I'm ready. Sorry. <laughs> Jets have four picks in the top 40. This just might be the most important draft in New York Jets history. I can't believe this is our third year doing this. I know. It's like the guest list that we have is anybody and everybody. This is going to be the biggest one of them all. So it gets bigger every single year. It's awesome. I love it. I can't wait for it. <laughs> That's awesome.